0: Is Peter Ducey the Trump campaign calling Biden's remarks dehumanizing? I'm Jack Callahan. This is Fox News.
1: Sean Hannity.
2: Media is what the media is, what the media is, and that is they are abusively biased and they are corrupt. The Democratic Party is corrupt. That never-ending, non-stop psychotic hatred of a president just goes on and on and on and on and on and they don't seem to care at all and nor will they ever care
1: sean hannity weekday afternoons at three on wpg talk radio 95.5
3: your wpg talk radio 95.5 accurate forecast for south jersey overnight with plenty of clouds there'll be a shower or two low 60s saturday Clouds and sun. There will be a shower with thunderstorm around through the evening hours. Saturday's high seventy-three. For the rest of Saturday night, cloudy. Low fifty-four. Cooler Sunday. Clouds and a few sunny breaks. High sixty-one and partly sunny on Memorial Day. High seventy. Our weather's Kurt Bobinski on WPG Talk Radio ninety-five point five.
4: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
5: All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Thanks so much for being here this morning. You know, the the last caller, I'm not sure who's accusing us of, but I he did... Uh, Give us, I think, a great opportunity to just go through some of the numbers there and try to explain it a little bit. And he was bringing up the fact that the the you know the stories out there that Sweden last week, the stats that they had, uh, you know, more deaths last week. They led Europe in in deaths. Okay, and so there's a, the immediate reaction that what Sweden's doing isn't working, and anybody who advocates what Sweden is doing. Which is advocating the United States opening up too quickly well you've got uh, blood on your hands, and what did Senator Brown say yesterday to Mnuchin again? what did you say how many how many deaths are worth how many they,
6: how many people have to lose their lives right you know essentially going back to work to to make the GDP rise uh,
5: and so you you look at the the numbers that people are using right now, and again uh we say you can get a lot out of you can get a lot out of these numbers but in a way you also cannot and let me explain for example if you look right now at sweden okay you look at sweden their deaths per million population are 367 all right now the united states is 285 all right. So you could say it's been a miserable failure in Sweden, right? Because the United States is lower. Therefore, Sweden doesn't care about anybody's life. Yeah. All right. Right. Well, can you make that, if that's your accusation, can you make that now? You know, can you make, at this period of time, is that a smart call to make? And is that a, is that a statistically sound argument to make? Well, you can look at this and say, hmm. Okay, Sweden's at three hundred and sixty-seven deaths per one million population. The United States is less, but the United Kingdom, which has had a huge, you know, very big lockdown and stay-at-home law, you know, rules and regulations, mm-hmm. are at five thirty-one, hmm. five hundred and thirty-one deaths per a million. So they're a lot higher than Sweden. Uh, Italy at 532, France at 418, Spain 594, all have gone into lockdowns. Does that mean, would we make the argument that if then you are in support of lockdown to the last caller, that you are killing people and you want people to die? Would that be a fair analysis to make? Now, strengthening the case with Sweden and making a difference in these numbers is the expectation that because Sweden has kept the population and society and the economy mostly open where the rest of the countries have not, they will reach herd immunity quicker. Once you reach huge immunity is when your death rate is going to go down drastically where the death rates of other countries will go down, but they will still have more death rates. So if you're looking at, for example, uh, I saw the other day that in New York State, one of the reasons, uh, I was talking to my brother, and he said, yeah, they they um, are going to open up and go to phase one in areas mm-hmm. of New York. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to open up there. And that's because they did the, the, the tests, and 7% of people they believe now in New York State have been exposed to the virus. Well, that means 93% have not. All right. So, you know, it's going to continue to spread. So you look at you look at something like the you you know, you look at the United States uh, and 285 deaths per one million people. All right. Now, that is really a lot higher because of New York and New Jersey, Mm -hmm. where if you look at their deaths, I think it's like eleven hundred deaths per one million population in New Jersey and uh, over 1400 in New York so they've skewed the numbers a lot because of the situation going on there right I'm, we're just talking statistics here we're not making light of life and death wanna, life and death I want to make that clear we're to, we're responding to the caller who was accusing seemed to be accusing us of not caring about life well if you're to herd immunity already, uh, or you will be in just the next couple of weeks in Sweden, where if you don't have a vaccine, they're talking a year or two, if we continue the lockdown right. in the United States, a year or two, does Sweden come off looking better? I don't know yet. I don't know. But you, you have to take in, into consideration when you look at the per 1 million population that everybody is using right now, and you have to ask yourself, but what is the herd immunity? And where you see a difference in herd immunity, or excuse me, of of, uh, of, uh, of of herd immunity, which is how many people have had the virus. You'll see it in places like New York where there was, because of some of the antibody tests, I don't know what it is right now, but a couple of weeks ago, it was one quarter of the people that were tested in New York City or the antibody test show the antibodies, which means it's 25% in other parts of the state. It's 2 or 3%. So you have to take that into consideration also in the eventual death rate, which people are using as a judgment as to whether you're doing the right thing or not. And you can't make that for a while. The statistics are, are incomplete. When you go to, then when you look at the, when you look at the United States overall, go to the uh, U.S. and you look at the deaths you know, per million, mm-hmm. right? right? And you see New York, 1,472 people have died per million people in New Jersey 1192 in Massachusetts 854 per 1 million in Texas 48.4 well there's a difference there is a difference because Texas even though it's the second largest state is spread out more is it because the density per square mile isn't as is it as great is it because we warmed up quicker They don't know that yet. You look at California, even though you look at New York, you look at New Jersey, California, 86.7. Why is that? People talk about L.A. County and, you know, in California. Yeah, it may be populated, but it's more spread out. It's not as dense. And so when you have like to the last caller. We we view that as coming to a conclusion based On ignorance. Because I haven't come to a conclusion yet. I can't come to a conclusion yet. And still uh, until I see all of the data, which will probably be a year from now. But what we can see, though, that there seems to be, from what we know now, no great difference. Because Sweden's in middle of the pack. And Sweden is the one country that said, okay, we're going to do it completely differently than the rest of the world. And so they're being judged and then instantly analyzed by people on the left or the last caller. I don't know where he stands politically. And you can't make that comparison because right now they're in the middle of the pack in Europe. You can find places like Britain, France, Italy, Spain, whose death rate is much greater than uh, uh, than Sweden. But the one thing that they don't have at the moment is the herd immunity that it seems that Sweden will be able to reach much sooner than they will. And you have to take that all into consideration. I'm not angry. I'm not accusatory like the last caller. That's because you don't come to instant conclusions based on when statistics or the, the, the statistics that exist out there cannot and it's impossible to give you a complete conclusion that you can't draw a complete conclusion and say, "Okay, the data's all in." It's like you don't make the decision in a lot of states who wins the election with one percent of the the, uh, the the vote. In you can if it's a California, you can if it's a New York, you can't if it's a Michigan. Why? Because there are other variables.
6: I think it's going to be it. It's going to be years, if not generations, before we know everything about this virus. We're going to have to put a lot of time behind us because the data is going to change and it's going to change with every society. Think about that. I mean, that's why, you know, the caller starting. You guys subscribe to the... I don't subscribe to anything. I look at whatever data is available right now and I know this one thing. You can't shut down an economy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Very simple. You can't do that. There's a thoughtful way to get back to work. And we need to do that, especially with what we know
5: now, yep. because we know now, well, do you isolate everybody or do you isolate those that
6: are most vulnerable? And I think you're probably going to have employers, too, that that have, a you know, who knows what it will be, but you could have um, new policy that you're likely to have new policy in place by companies big and small that will say, look, um, here are your inherent risks in uh, showing up to work every day.
5: And as we uh, always say, look, everybody's taking the red-eye pill now. Mm -hmm. Everybody's taking the red-eye pill. And, of course, if somebody calls up and criticizes Sweden, what do you think? This is Red-Eye Radio. we got listeners all over the world, including Sweden. Let's go to Gary and America living in Sweden. Gary, welcome. You're on Red-Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi.
7: Good morning, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it. I listen to you every day, and you definitely get me off to a good start. So thanks for that.
5: Thanks. You're welcome.
7: Um, I, I am from New York. I've lived in Sweden for the last 20 years, and, and I just wanted to echo, echo what you're saying. You know, honestly, life here is, is good. We are doing the things that you talked about with the social distancing and being aware and working from home. But uh, overall, you know, life is quite normal. We haven't crippled the economy. It's slowed down a little bit. But um, people here are very calm very rational. We're not buying up all the toilet paper and going crazy. Nobody's running around with masks. It's actually uh, quite rare to see people with masks. You'll see some of the elderly uh, with some masks. But for the most part, I think everybody's being calm and rational. Uh, Our neighbors to Denmark, for example, I live in the southern part of Sweden, so I'm very close to Denmark. They have actually shut the border off uh, to us, uh, and they continue to do so, but they've opened it up Germany for some reason. Mm. Um, But it's slowly getting into pace. But I I just wanted to, yeah, basically echo what you were saying. And I, for the most part, I think Swedes are very happy with our approach. It is very uh, novel compared to the rest of Europe. But we're happy that we've done this and, and life is going on. And it's a calm thing. I think for, in most cases, those that have uh, passed away or gotten ill unfortunately it I've, the overwhelming majority have been the elderly in the nursing homes and they 've learned from that so that's been corrected but uh, i i don't know anybody who's got corona i haven 't heard of anybody who's got the coronavirus so we don't, we don't have this panic or this fear about it it's uh, It's being managed well, in a good way
5: you know it will be interesting because as we have talked about before, the deaths that we that you see now normally uh, are what deaths that occurred. A month ago or five weeks ago, because you don't die immediately from the coronavirus. If you've seen some of the statistics out there, you see one of the questions has been for a couple of months. Why are the number of people that recovered so low? Because it takes a while to recover from it. So when you're looking at the deaths that come out today, those are actually people that got coronavirus weeks and 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 weeks ago. So I wonder, and this is the other thing that we've talked about. And thank you so much for the call; we appreciate it. Thanks, Gary. Uh, but if you have somebody, if you have a, a place like Sweden that has and will reach herd immunity, which is like forty to sixty percent of the population by the middle of June, well, then you there's less of a chance of the elderly because you block the elderly from getting it. Because once you get herd immunity, it means you've got the virus, you got the antibodies, you don't spread it to anyone. And that's why I've said you could look at it and, and say, well, wait a minute, uh, a, a year from now, when you look at the actual figure, Sweden could be way below where the rest of the world uh, is. But that is to be seen. But I just uh, if they if they decided, OK, we're going to focus on isolating the elderly and not the general population. And they did that with herd immunity. It will be interesting to see what it ends up being but you've got democrats and liberals out there that are instantaneously reacting to any type of sliver of information that they can justify that you know we don't care about anybody's life you don't care about life and that's about all they've got right now and and that's just of course that's not true because you can make the cases that have locked down where the death rates are greater than sweden that if you're locking down and people are dying you don't care Mm -hmm. or if you're sending to people uh, that uh, have coronavirus, that are elderly, back into nursing homes that you don't care. Well, again, I mean... We can do you this know, all day.
6: The, well, because the option of, of keeping a society shut down just isn't there. You can't keep this in place. The governors know it. They do. Nobody wants to be the governor of a state during a massive recession. And guess what? When you isolate yourself and you do something differently than other states and your state suffers, your economy suffers worse than the other states, it's very apparent.
8: If you want to get in, we do have a line open, 866-90-RED-EYE. Mechanics like to call oil analysis a blood test for your engine. It's an apt comparison, since engine conditions can give you a quick read on the health of the entire machine and an early alert to impending problems. An engine oil analysis can provide clues about the health of your engine without any invasive surgery. By analyzing a sample of used engine oil, you can determine the amount of contamination, the wear rates, and overall condition of your engine. The real benefit of an oil analysis is that it acts as an early warning system, alerting you to potential problems before they become an equipment failure. And oil analysis isn't for just one kind of driver or one kind of vehicle. The tests benefit all engines, from passenger cars to fleet vehicles to agricultural equipment. To start, you'll need to purchase an oil analysis kit. Many Cenex brand dealers and CHS cooperatives sell lube scan kits which contain everything you need for analysis. You can also find kits online and at auto parts stores. You'll then need to extract a small sample of used engine oil from your vehicle and mail this to the lab for testing. All LubeScan kits are sent to ALS, a global testing service for analysis. For more information, visit Cenex.com.
6: This maintenance tip is brought to you by TA Truck Service. More bays. More expertise. More solutions.
4: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
0: Join the conversation using the Shell Rotella hotline. 866-907-3339. Red Eye Radio at Shell Rotella. What matters is inside.
9: Hey there, professional drivers. This is Homer Hog for TA Truck Service. Need new tires? Want to save on cost while optimizing performance and safety? Retreads can help you do just that. Consolidate cost and reduce the burden on your bottom line by extending the life of your tires. Consider Max Tread Retreads from Bandag. MaxTread are long-term value retreads from an industry leader without the premium price tag. Max Tread tires come with a 100% lifetime warranty and perform comparably to new tires. Right now at TA Truck Service, Max Tread Drive Tires are just 219 bucks when you buy two. Trailer tires, just $199. Yeah, Pedro. Full
2: service means at your service
9: through June 30th, 2020, at participating TA Truck Service locations. Price does not include mounting labor, balancing, foul stems, or state or local taxes. Lifetime warranty applies to virgin casings only.
6: The makers of Howe's Diesel Treat are now bringing you Howe's Diesel Defender with IDX4 Detergent, a superior year-round injector cleaner and maximum lubricator, delivering the best defense against all harmful deposits. Howe's IDX4 Detergent cleans your entire fuel system and keeps it clean. Defender also adds up to 2.5 times the amount of required lubricity, providing you with superior power and performance. So defend your diesel and your wallet with Howes Diesel Defender. Tested. Trusted. Guaranteed. For more information, visit houseproducts.com. Eric Hartley here for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. If you could help a truck driver get back to work, make their pile of bills less daunting, give them one less worry, wouldn't you? Every year, thousands of truckers lose their jobs, homes, and more when a medical problem causes financial hardships. But with your donation to the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund, you can help get them and their families back on the road. Donate today at truckersfund.org. That's truckersfund.org. Give today
2: at truckersfund.org local businesses and local charities are so important to our community and supporting them at this time is essential when you use the xpero app for purchases you support both at one time download the xpero app that's xspero and shop these local businesses
10: italian street restaurant and pizzeria and summers point is here for you with all your favorites available for delivery and takeout 609-926-5526
2: la cucina Ristorante at center point plaza in northfield is open for pickup and deliveries between 11 and 3. Call 609-677-0470.
10: AC Subs and EHT is open and here to help. Delivery and pickup and online at acsubs.com. Open until 8 p.m.
2: Give without costing you more. Download the Expiro app and support our nonprofit partners right from your phone, including Gildas Club of South Jersey, Atlanta County Habitat for Humanity, and the Ark of Atlanta County. Expiro, because giving feels good.
11: The family's
12: here for you. Angelo's Fairmount Tavern.
2: Just about everyone's been to Angelos Fairmount Tavern in Atlantic City for their friendly atmosphere and homemade entrees. The third generation Mancuso family wants to do their part for the community during this time. That's why Angelos is now delivering its cherished family recipes right to your door. Choose from a select menu of favorites and Angelos will provide you with a gourmet meal anywhere on the island. And if you're located on the mainland, simply order through Uber Eats.
5: Staying in doesn't have to be dull. Let Angelos deliver all the comfort, ease, and
2: satisfaction of a delicious night out directly to your home. Call 609-344-2439 to place your order or order through Uber Eats. Angelos Fairmount Tavern, an Atlantic City landmark since 1935. Call 609-344-2439. The family's here for
13: you. Angelos Fairmount Tavern.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
5: Hey, it's Rudd Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Rudd Eye. If you'd like to get in, we would love to uh, hear from you. Reading here from uh, Forbes. Did you see the article, The uh, Unpredictable Oil Business Fools the Experts Again? Yeah. That uh, back over $30 uh, a barrel, and uh, China's back to using 13 million barrels of uh, oil, I think it is, a day. A day, yeah. And, uh, you know, because the United States cut back at at like 2.4 million barrels a day, Mm -hmm. and it looks like the OPEC deal... What was it? Saudi Arabia actually agreed to cut more right. than what's in the deal. So right. everybody seems to be on board and everybody is cutting back, which means the inventory is going down, which means prices are going back
6: up. Well, and, and this was inevitable with, you know, when you had Russia and Saudi Arabia at the table and they walked away from each other, that's right about the time the whole COVID thing was hitting. So you then have that organic demand that drops dramatically. So by the time they got that deal, that was essentially... Uh, worked out with the current administration. Uh, we talked about it. Look, they're 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 saying these numbers will cut here, and and it was right at I think domestically it was going to be right at what ten percent somewhere around there, uh, nine or ten percent. Well, the, the the production actually would at least short term until demand comes back is going to be cut because the demand is cut. You're trying to reduce the glut on the market, and and Saudi Arabia and Russia and and the states, the producers. Here domestically, all want those prices to go up. So you may be producing at a slower rate, but again, you're still profitable, and you're not—you know—it it's not bottoming out in the way that many thought that it would long term.
5: Forbes has seen some analysts now expect global demand to recover to within five percent of its January first wow. mm. uh,
6: level by the end of this year. Wow, that would be. I don't know what they base that on, but that first of all, that would be outstanding. That and, would be great. And, and it's a
5: prediction, and the yeah. uh, predictions, um, the majority of time, I would dare say overshoot.
6: Yeah, But Which, if you're within 10%, that would be... That would be big. Um, and again, I don't know what they base that on, so uh, we'll see, I guess. Certainly, if airline travel ramps up um, and people get out more, that could be the case. We'll see.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk
3: Station. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey: overnight with plenty of clouds, there'll be a shower or two, low 60s. Saturday, clouds and sun. There'll be a shower with thunderstorm around through the evening hours. Saturday's high 73. For the rest of Saturday night, cloudy, low 54. Cooler Sunday, clouds and a few sunny breaks. High 61 and partly sunny on Memorial Day, High 70. Our AccuWeather's Kerr Bodinsky on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News
14: on Carmen Roberts. The Justice Department throws its support behind an anti-lockdown lawsuit in Illinois.
8: The lawsuit claims that Illinois Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker can't keep restrictions in place longer than 30 days. The DOJ also wrote to the Democratic Mayor of
6: Los Angeles that extending the lockdown could be deemed arbitrary and unlawful.
14: Fox's Mike Emanuel. This as Michigan Governor Whitmer extends her stay-at-home order to June 12th, her fifth extension. And that's put her at odds with Republican state lawmakers. And with so many people staying home and not driving, Hertz files for bankruptcy protection.
15: The 102-year-old company had racked up nearly $19 billion in debt by the end of March, and its lenders are not willing to grant the company an extension on payback. Fox's Jill NATO America is listening to Fox News. Copiers Plus has been providing quality products and services to South Jersey businesses since 1986. They've been selling, leasing, and servicing copiers, printers, and multifunction devices from top brands such as Ricoh, Lanier, and now introducing Hewlett-Packard to their lineup. With the latest from HP, they now offer the new low-cost PageWide systems. PageWide is the latest in low-cost inkjet technology, providing both presentation-quality documents along with business color for printing invoices, mailers, and much more. Copiers Plus with knowledgeable, reliable, and fast service response time. Copiers Plus, where service has been their specialty for over 30 years. For a no-obligation assessment of your business document needs, visit copiersplus.com. That's copiersplus.com. Or call 609-645-7587. That's 609-645-PLUS for Copiers Plus.
5: Copiers Plus. Service is our
9: specialty.
2: A message from your neighbors and friends at First Bank. We've been serving residents and businesses of Sea City and the surrounding communities for more than 130 years. Today's challenges, while unique, are another opportunity to show our strength and resilience. Our commitment to you remains strong. Whether it's using our drive through services, bank by phone, the First Bank mobile app, or online banking, we're staying strong with you. Be safe and be secure. First Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Tuesday and Thursday morning at 1 a.m.
0: Central for the Freightliner Run Smart Hour on Red Eye Radio. Tune in to help you run more efficiently. Brought to you by Freightliner Trucks.
2: In a world of 24 hour turnarounds, rush jobs, and overnight deliveries, we just wanted to slow down a moment and thank you, the nighttime truckers, the movers and haulers, the ones we all rely on and who make it all possible. When the sun goes down, you step up, ready to deliver even in the toughest conditions. So thank you from Shell Rotella, the engine oil that works as hard as
8: you. If you depend on a truck to make a living, then American Trucker magazine is for you. Each month, the magazine is packed full with information you need in order to keep your truck running and the money rolling. From new products to the latest in regulations and even driver health and wellness, American Trucker has what you need to know. American Trucker's staff knows that you're running a small business and they work just as hard as you do to bring you news and information that matters. American Trucker magazine is not just all about keeping your truck on the road. It's also there for truckers looking to buy or sell their vehicles. The American Trucker Marketplace connects you with thousands of buyers and sellers across the country who may have the perfect truck you're looking for. So don't miss another issue of American Trucker Magazine or the American Trucker Free Newsletter. Enrollment is easy. Just go to trucker.com and sign up today.
9: That's trucker.com. Man, have you heard about TransportationNation.com? What's TransportationNation.com? TransportationNation.com is trucking's first news and entertainment website, like Netflix. You can watch brand new, original trucking shows and videos made just for us truckers, and you won't find it anywhere else. All of TransportationNation.com's trucking shows and videos are on demand, so you can watch whenever you want. All you have to do is sign up and start watching. Plus, it's free.
2: That's perfect. I'm going to go check out TransportationNation.com right now.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
4: Don't miss a moment. The podcast is always online and on your phone. RedEyeRadioshow.com and the RedEye Radio app.
5: And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690. Rudd let's go to Rick in Maryland, who has the question that nobody. Can answer. <laughs> At least, no government official will answer or try to answer or can answer. Hi, Rick. You're on Eye Radio. Welcome to the show.
16: Oh, uh, thanks. I enjoy your show. Uh, I was really upset today watching watching the hearing when Sherrod Brown asked that question, and the first thing I thought was people die every day on the job. Sure. And so, so I looked up the numbers, and between four thousand and five thousand die annually just from injuries on the job. And then a report says that another 50,000 annually die from illnesses and diseases that are related to their job. And so I went back to 2009 through 2016, when President Obama was president, and 37,934 injury on the job deaths in those eight years. And add the other 400,000 from the illnesses and diseases, you're almost half a million people in those eight years. To produce his gdp which was not much uh and so i was surprised the secretary did not have a ready answer i mean it's yeah. a sad answer but it's what it takes to run our economy well and, well, yeah, and,
5: and sure. no the the, the question the, as you said the question is how many deaths are acceptable to have to live in a free and open society well it's exactly. a it's a dumb question because deaths happen it's how does a free society voluntarily view the risk and go about viewing the risk and dealing with the risks that are out there every day? That's really the only answer that you have because there is no answer, no, and thank you so much Thanks, because Rick. i'm so so glad you brought that up because that's the question to ask them well how many how many deaths are acceptable for not opening up the economy? How many deaths are acceptable from hospitals that are closing down? How many deaths are acceptable from the fact that people aren't going to emergency rooms? How many suicides are acceptable because people don't have access to proper mental health uh, 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 health care out there? How many deaths are acceptable for the fact that and uh, saw an oncologist speaking on Fox News the other day and he said, People aren't going for chemotherapy. They're not. His patients aren't. Right. And he's saying, you know, there are things we're not diagnosing. How many people are are, are okay? If you're going to go, if you're going to play that game, we can play it all day. And well, then, then yeah. the next one is, well, whose life is more important? That person might die of coronavirus or that person who might die of, 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 uh, of, of heart disease uh, or a heart attack because they had the symptoms but were afraid to go into the emergency room because of the fear that is out there and they didn't want to do it. We can play the game all day, but the only real answer is, as you and I have said from the very beginning, it's not even what you or I or anybody else individually thinks. It's the masses together and the, uh, the, the massive population in a free society together voluntarily deciding on their own what risk they will take. And we do it every single day for different reasons. We do it for the flu. And there are people that take risks, uh, you know, we, you know, and, and uh, as I've said about it, not to harp on it, but I lost my mom to the regular flu and pneumonia yeah. just a little over a month ago.
6: Right.
5: We knew mom knew that, you know, cause we, she had it before and it nearly took her before mm-hmm. we lost her nearly like eight years, nine years before we almost lost her once. And it was always part of the discussion. You know, my mom would say, yep, I, you know, the I'm susceptible to it. She got it a couple other times. It wasn't as bad, but they were really worried, and she was hospitalized. And so it was that was always a concern. And my mom said, well, yeah, you know, it's always out there, but got to live life. My mother, in her 80s, you know, during that time, thought about it, was thinking about it. Yeah, it could get to me, but uh, I'm going to be with family. I'm not going to isolate myself completely. And it was it was influenza and pneumonia that finally killed my mom mm-hmm. and so my point is and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to use a personal experience to try to you know convince anybody to say okay i feel sad for you therefore people should be isolated for the flu that's mm-hmm. not that was not my my intent at all it's the fact that we all we all deal with risk on a consistent basis every day that we go to work I'm always amazed, you know, driving to and from work, and the speed limit here is 70. And I'm always amazed at, you know, I'm very, very careful. I've been in, I'm, I was in, when I was 18 years old, I was in an accident where a motorcyclist hit me, and I can still hear the, the metal. You know, I can mm-hmm. still hear the metal on metal. Mm-hmm. I remember looking in my side view mirror, and I could see the guy as he's, the rear view mirror, and then glance at the side view mirror as he flew over the back of my right. trunk. Right. That, that never goes away. And so if you ever see me pull up to a corner, you'll see me go one way. I'm, I'm, my head looks like a bobble doll as I'm looking back and forth. Even as I go, I probably look seven or eight times. And friends of mine have noticed. They said, boy, you're really, you really look at intersections. And I said, because I missed it one time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I missed it. And a guy could have been killed. And he wasn't. You know, he had a broken foot, but he ended up being fine. But I could have killed somebody. And that was on me for crossing that intersection. That was my fault. But there's a risk that we take. And when I go home, I always pay attention when I drive. To me, driving is just like flying an airplane. The intensity that pilots have, there's going to be a certain intensity that I have where I'm completely aware of what I'm doing. I don't ever want that to happen again. I don't want that feeling ever again. Then I'm going home and people are flying by you, going 80, 85 miles an hour. And sometimes they move a little bit over and you realize they're just feet from you. And you realize at that point, you go, wow, we're taking risks. And I say all the time, I believe (laughs) this goes with my narrative that we have a willfully ignorant society and an ignorant society, which means a lot of people just don't know things that goes to my narrative that people don't understand physics at all. They don't understand the machine that they are in unless they've been in an accident before. They don't understand inertia and mass. They don't understand it. They just don't. Because if you understood it, you would drive much more carefully. But we still understand that there is some kind
6: of risk. This is one thing that uh, I think that I'm with the caller. I think that the Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, in addressing uh, the question by Sherrod Brown yesterday, uh, for those that don't know, the Treasury Secretary and the Fed Chairman were both before the Senate. Electronically, they did it uh, via video. And Sherrod Brown was asking, well, how many more people... Uh, how many people have to give their lives to raise your GDP raise that GDP number and of course uh, how, you know what what number is acceptable well no number is acceptable and the answer should have been it is not except death is not acceptable but it is a given and it is up to the individual because the primary form of transportation in our country and commuting to work is the automobile It's also the number one cause of death with teenagers. How many people, how many teenagers have to die? Why can't we just do away with everybody driving? Well, we can't. It's not reasonable because it's required. And the individuals make their choice. I have friends, I have a couple of friends who don't drive, never have. Uh, One of them is in mid to late 40s, never driven didn't get a license, sets their life up so they don't have to drive. That's their choice. Every individual gets inside a car, a parent, puts a teen in a car. We make those choices knowing the great risks. And it is not acceptable, whether it's from a pandemic or anything else. But we do know that each individual in that situation, They are there voluntarily. They're going to go, and they're going to take that risk every single day. We don't live in fear as a society, Mr. Brown, Senator Brown. We don't. And there are plenty of things that are scary. If you were to sit all day and dwell on the numbers, it'll scare the daylights out of you. Instead, in a free society, and by the way, the greatest society on the planet in terms of capitalism and, and the wealth expansion that benefits everybody in that society and others around the world, nobody beats us. See, there, And we make those choices.
5: There's a guy that's taken the red-eye pill.
6: I've taken the capitalist pill. The original well, form. That's, capitalism. That's the red-eye pill. Yes, it, it, exactly. <laughs> it's the original crowdfunding. Capitalism. Yeah. It is what drives everything else well and and it's not to say because because senator brown and people that think like that want you to feel like you're responsible whether it's treasury secretary mnuchin or anybody who believes we should get back to work you're responsible for the people that are dying and that is false that is false people and in, in every society not just here and ours They go about their day knowing what the risks are. They do. They know. And they assess the risk on their own, and freedom allows for that. Liberty allows for you to assess that risk and also decide for yourself if you want to minimize that risk. And it's everything from wearing a seatbelt or driving a larger vehicle uh, that protects you more or Doing like a couple of friends that I, I have do and not getting behind the wheel at all. Or a number of things, again, that keep you from uh, uh, being harmed. Those, well, are, it, those are individuals but, making those decisions, but, not the Treasury Secretary.
5: But it, it all gets back to whether we use a car, because what you'll hear is people try to use an example. They'll say, yeah, but you doing that doesn't affect anybody else. Well, of course, driving does. Yeah. People driving does affect other people. Right. Pedestrians are killed, other drivers are killed. Yep. It happens on a consistent basis as yes. we as we know that. So that's why you can use the automobile. Mm-hmm. And but the automobile and we've said this, we've talked about this before in just general discussions about the younger generation and whether they're going to be driving as many cars. And remember before the whole pandemic, how many young people wanted to live downtown. They want to take public transportation. They don't want the hassle of owning a car. And that's a discussion for another day, but it's a discussion that we've had outside of of, of the pandemic. And one of the things that I said was, well, to me, I will always have a car because from my generation, your generation, the majority of generations since the car has been invented, the car is freedom. And whatever risks there are in driving a car, maybe not even because of my own doing, because I know that somebody out there is not going to be following the rules right. of the road, and they could kill me. Mm-hmm. I still go out because there is a certain level of freedom that a car gives me. Right. It gives me the freedom to, uh, to, uh, to experience so many opportunities out there to go to work, to go on vacation, to get somewhere quickly and back where I don't have to wait, uh, you know, for uh, a, a ride. It's my vehicle. It's my – It's my. In, and, and by the way, if I didn't have a car, I'd still have freedom because Uber would probably still exist. But I want that instant freedom. I don't want to wait that 10 minutes. I want to be able to jump in the car and go. Why? Because I can. And that is what freedom is about. It's being able – to make the choices that you want, understanding that there are risks. And as you said, because it's very important, because when we talk about for the children, Mm -hmm. it is accepted even with the most liberal people that it is the leading cause of death of teenagers. And we still allow them to drive and we allow everybody else to drive.
6: I said this years ago that if you were to do this in front of um, lawmakers, Testify in front of lawmakers and say we have this new technology, but it will lead to tens of thousands of people dying every year. And it will be the number one cause of death for teenagers. Should it be legal? The answer right now in today's society for too many would be no. And so the left is uh, Senator Brown's
5: asking a question he know can't be answered, but uh, right. evokes an emotional response. Oh, exactly. We can't let anybody die right. until you sit there and you realize, well, what do we actually do in society? What are the risks that we actually take? And what who the makes the choices there? Right. It's the individuals that make the choice. Eight six six ninety red
4: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric
6: Harley and Gary McNamara. Dish Outdoors HDTV can keep you entertained in the comfort of your cab. Find out more at DishOutdoors.com slash trucking. Call 800-970-9833. At Progressive Commercial, we know truckers are always on a tight schedule, and
17: they don't have time to waste. Like Tony here, who's not big on small talk.
13: Look, I don't have time to talk about the weather, your kids. Can I give you the Heimlich because you're choking or whatever?
17: We get it. That's why we give you rental reimbursement with downtime coverage so you're not stuck waiting around for
13: repairs. Honestly, I don't even know why we're talking right now. Is this urgent? Limit downtime
17: and stay on schedule at Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates not available for all business types, vehicles, and situations.
10: Every day, Doctors Without Borders teams confront hard facts in conflict and crisis zones. When others might look away, we step in to act. Because measles still kills more than 100,000 children every year. We're there to vaccinate over a million worldwide, including those affected by the current outbreak in Democratic Republic of Congo. Because half of all maternal deaths occur during delivery or within 24 hours, we've assisted more than 1.4 million births around the world, including care for new mothers in Afghanistan. Because some countries only have one or two mental health professionals, we offer counseling and clinical care, providing over 400,000 mental health consultations worldwide last year, including care for migrants and refugees on the dangerous journey north from Central America. The fact is, your acts of care and compassion make our life-saving work possible. Picture the impact we can have together. DoctorsWithoutBorders.org
18: If you're a trucking industry professional, then you need to stay on top of changing regulations, equipment upgrades, and technology advancements. Fleet Owner Magazine gives you all of this and more. Written for fleet executives and managers, Fleet Owner gives you the business intelligence on operations, vehicle maintenance, regulations, and information technology you need to stay ahead. But that's not all. With its monthly print publication, weekly email newsletters, and a website updated several times a day, Fleet Owner has all the latest news and information delivered to you when you want it and where you want it. From industry experts to award-winning writers and columnists, Fleet Owner is the number one source for trucking information in North America. Remember to visit FleetOwner.com every day for the latest industry news. You can also sign up to receive Newsline, their free email newsletter, and subscribe to Fleet Owner magazine. That's FleetOwner.com. Fleet Owner, for news you can use.
6: Eric Hartley here for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. If you could help a truck driver get back to work, make their pile of bills less daunting, give them one less worry, wouldn't you? Every year, thousands of truckers lose their jobs, homes, and more when a medical problem causes financial hardships. But with your donation to the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund, you can help get them and their families back on the road. Donate today at truckersfund.org. That's truckersfund.org. Give today at truckersfund.org.
2: At Sprint, we understand saving money for your family is now more important than ever. That's why we're offering our best unlimited deal. Switch and get four lines of Unlimited for just $100 a month. That's right, four lines for a hundred bucks. Plus, the plan includes Hulu, 500 megabytes of mobile hotspot, DVD quality streaming, and more. If that's not enough, we're throwing in four Samsung Galaxy phones on us. And now, Sprint customers enjoy access to expanded coverage on the T-Mobile network. Shop from the comfort of your home at Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after 35 42 per month credit for 18 months credit. five within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 731.21. Pay $35 per month for line with Auto day to prioritization during congestion, coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees and roaming, speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee and restrictions apply.
17: At Matt Blatt Mitsubishi, we now offer fast-track checkout online at mattblatt.com. With available home drop-off or curbside pickup, our non-touch delivery and electronic paperwork ensures your safety comes first. Plus, Matt Blatt Mitsubishi offers your 4-day love-it-or-leave-it return policy. You simply can't make a mistake. Matt Blatt Mitsubishi is always open online at mattblatt.com. Take advantage of 0% APR financing for up to 60 months and no payments for 90 days. Even $3,000 off new 20 20 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross models. Plus, we want your trade, even if you owe more than it's worth. Matt Flat Mitsubishi keeps it simple. Simply. Matt Blatt Mitsubishi. For complete details, dial 866 978 2535 or go to MattBlatt.com. Offers can't be combined. 0% APR with tier 1 through 3 credit based on 1667 per 1,000 borrowed through Ally Financial. Eclipse discount with 500 factory rebate and 2500 dealer discount. Not all will qualify. Negative equity refinance to new loan. Expires 6520. Matt Blatt Mitsubishi. In the heart of Glassboro for 30 years.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Hey,
5: it's Runner radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight Six Six Ninety. 90 i got to tell you just a brief little story about Independent Bob. All right. Uh, first off, we were talking about our hair yesterday, and I actually posted on social media what my hair looked like. Mm. Now, it's a little bit greased up right now, just gel on it, so mm-hmm. it's in control, but it's out of control. Yeah. And I posted the picture on Twitter, and, and Facebook got a lot of comments, and Independent Bob saw it and said, oh, I'm going to get my hair cut. He told me about his experience. He went to get his hair cut. And when he went in, basically, he stayed out in his car until it was time to go in. Yeah, right. And he said, but he was wearing his he, mask. I'm like, you're wearing your mask? Well, he goes, I wore it, you know, from the house to the place. Right. And so he goes in there when it's his time. He goes, goes in there to get it cut. And they take his temperature and it's 100 something. And they send him back home. And so he goes back home, cools off. Because he said he was sitting in his hot car. He was like, he didn't have the air conditioning on or whatever. His temperature went up just because he was hot. Mm. And so he went back 20 minutes later, and his temperature was
6: fine, and they cut his hair. (laughs) Then he got mad, and his temperature went up. (laughs) Exactly. They sent him home halfway through the haircut with a mullet. (laughs) He goes, I had my mask
5: on. I go, put your mask on Mm. before you get in. I said you're you're gonna, you're going to you're going to be like the meme out there that the person who's wearing their mask in a car alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> needs to continue wearing that mask right. forever. Yes.
4: This is Red Eye Radio
6: on Westwood 1. Be a part of the conversation. Call the Shell Rotella T hotline, 866-907-3339. Shell Rotella, the engine oil that works as hard as you do.
13: Loadmaster here. This is for all you hardworking drivers who hit the road every day. Where every mile and every minute is money. But what are you gonna do if your rig breaks down and cash flows a little tight? Simple. Big Rig Lending. No matter how good or bad your credit, Big Rig can lend you up to fifteen thousand in as little as twenty-four to forty-eight hours. No vehicle inspection required. You'll have the cash you need to get you back on the road before you can say hammer down. As a matter of fact, Big Rig lends on all commercial vehicles, semis, dump trucks box trucks you name it oh and i'd be remiss if i didn't tell you you can also use that money for income taxes insurance tires and other capital needs so find yourself short give big rig lending a call one 3 big rig that's one 3 big rig well stack them eight this is loadmaster and i'll see you on the road the trucking industry is working tirelessly on to keep the
6: lights on across America, delivering essential goods across this great country. And Motel 6 is keeping the lights on for you, drivers, from ample truck parking and special low rates for truckers, to enhanced cleaning practices and social distancing designed to help keep guests safe. Download the My6 app right now on your phone or visit motel6.com. That's motel6.com. If you depend on a truck to make a living, then
8: American Trucker magazine is for you. Each month, the magazine is packed full with information you need in order to keep your truck running and the money rolling. From new products to the latest in regulations and even driver health and wellness, American Trucker has what you need to know. American Trucker's staff knows that you're running a small business and they work just as hard as you do to bring you news and information that matters. American Trucker magazine is not just all about keeping your truck on the road. It's also there for truckers looking to buy or sell their vehicles. The American Trucker marketplace connects you with thousands of buyers and sellers across the country who may have the perfect truck you're looking for. So don't miss another issue of American Trucker magazine or the American Trucker free newsletter. Enrollment is easy. Just go to trucker.com and sign up today. That's trucker.com.
19: Hey drivers this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Volume 1 and now Lonesome Road Volume 2 is just out and we would love to send you a copy. Give us a call at 618-383-2107. Log on to our website lonesomeroad.org. Mention that you heard this ad on Red Eye Radio and we'll send you a copy of Volume 2 for only 10 bucks and if you didn't get Volume 1 we'll give you a special deal if you order Volume 1 and 2. Give us a call. 95.5
1: FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville.
0: Let Americans worship on Jack Callahan, Fox News. In
7: America, we need more prayer,
0: not less. And with that Friday, President Trump declaring churches to be essential.
6: And he laid down a gauntlet to governors. Let houses of worship reopen this weekend Or deal with him. If they don't do it, I will override the governors. It's unclear what constitutional authority the president would have to override a governor. Also uncertain whether places of worship in areas that are still coronavirus hotspots could reopen now.
0: Fox's John Roberts at the White House and the U.S. has new hotspots for the virus. The
15: number one metro with the highest positivity rate is the District of Columbia, which includes Northern Virginia and um, Maryland, Montgomery County and PG County. Um, That is followed by Baltimore, Chicago and Minneapolis.
0: But Dr. Deborah Birx of the coronavirus task force says overall in the country, infections and hospitalizations are down. Not just down, but nearly non-existent business in the rental car industry. That's now forced Hertz into bankruptcy, filing late last night for reorganization. It was unable to make payments due this week on its more than 750,000 leased vehicles. Joe Biden has apologized for telling a radio interviewer Friday that he ain't black if he doesn't support the former vice president. South Carolina's Senator Tim Scott reacting.
20: I'm not going to whitewash his uh, arrogant, insensitive, painful comment that he made. It tells me that he has taken the black vote for granted and he will continue to do so.
0: But Texas Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee says she does not believe the comments were meant to offend.
21: Uh, That exchange was in jest, but
2: on second thoughts, uh, it could have been Uh, spoken
0: differently biden later saying he shouldn't have been such a wise guy america is listening to fox
3: news your wpg talk radio 95.5 accurate forecast for south jersey overnight with plenty of clouds there will be a shower or two low sixties saturday clouds and sun there will be a shower with thunderstorm around through the evening hours Saturday's high 73 for the rest of Saturday night cloudy low 54 cooler Sunday clouds and a few sunny breaks high 61 and partly sunny on Memorial Day high 70. Our wear this curve with Vinsky on WPG talk radio 95.5
1: the following program is pre-recorded rack and Fin radio with Tom P WPG talk radio 95.5.
22: Here inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P., the weekend of May 23rd and 24th. Happy Memorial Day weekend to all. Little little uh, disclosure here. We are in the studio Friday morning, early. Actually, this is our second visit, second visit to the Rack and Fin Radio Town Square Media Studios because as of 11 o'clock yesterday morning, I actually, it was, about, it was a little late, as usual, 11.05, 11.06, uh, King Philip Murphy from the State House in Trenton announced that outdoor activities can include up to 25 people, and that does include the party boats. Okay, the charter boats are okay with the 10, they were fine. The party boats took it, you know, where with no greaseline with 10. How do you sail with 10? You can't. Doesn't even make, you can't even turn on the engines for that that amount of people, but it's now 25. Joining us on a lot right now. Very special guest. We had him on uh, last week. Captain Paul Thompson, the Porgy Four. He's on the ball and tall. Captain Paul, thanks for joining us. Cat, let's jump to 25 from 10. What does this mean for you? How you doing, Cap?
11: I'm doing good, Tom. Thanks for having me. Now, it's a big shot in the arm. I mean, uh, uh, when it was at 10, you got to think about not even going. You know, yeah. I mean, you'd like to cater to some regular people and take them fishing, but, I mean, you just can't do it, you know, on a regular basis. But at 25, you know, we'll grow some money. We'll at least we'll have to be able to pay some bills anyway. Pay, pay some bills, but, Captain uh,
22: Paul. That's it. Now, the Porgy 4 is it's an iconic boat there in, in Cape May. And what's that, South Jersey Marina, Skip?
11: South Jersey Marina, yeah. And you've been there. It's yeah. always mm-hmm. and
22: always the Porgy 4, the late, great Lou Rodia. Lou, I miss you every day. <laughs> it's, always, it's, it's always the Porgy 4, the Porgy 4, the Porgy 4. Tog, Fluke, Seabass, even Drum. So, Cap, at 25, there's uh, hopefully some light at the end of the tunnel, maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. He'll jump it up, but uh, it's it's good news to hear, and thank you for coming on Rack and Finn with just your your take on it, because this is your livelihood, Skip. Like you said, every week, or rather, listen, I'm sorry, every month that envelope with the window, boom, is in the mailbox, Cap.
11: You're right. I said that the last time I was on the window envelope. Just keep rolling in. Okay, and uh, and no one can give you a break, but uh, now this will this will help. And like you say, hey, it might not be June first. This might be for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, but hey, if we're um, 25, I don't know what it'll do for the tour boats. I mean, they need more people, but sure. Uh, It'll help, you know, it'll, 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 it'll help That anyway.
23: Now, Captain Paul, the
22: deal is call ahead, reserve a space, uh, PayPal, or via whatever the, what's, what's that pay thing? I have no idea. I'm the most suddenly. Uh, yeah, I'm working uh, you know. on
11: that. I'm working on that. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty like, technically challenged, but I'm like working me, on Cap- that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may be able to uh, pretty soon. We're working on getting them to be uh, able to make a reservation online.
22: Well, Captain Paul, I wish you the best of luck, and I look forward to our calls every week for the daily news fishing report. Listen, I, Captain Paul, he's always—I try to wake up even earlier than normally. He's, hey, Tom P, how you doing? Captain Paul here. <laughs> Paul, you are on the ball, and you're tall.
11: <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, Tom.
22: Always a uh, always a pleasure, Captain Paul Thompson. The Porgy Four, Cap, give that phone number, please, and website.
11: 609 884 1214 and uh, at porgy4.com, or you can find me on Facebook porgy4 deep sea and Delaware Bay fishing.
22: Listeners, you want sea bass, you want drum, you want flounder, you want a good fishing experience.
11: It's the porgy4. Cap, you take care, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, this, this late in May, I might not be doing any drumming this year.
22: Hey, Cap, I'll tell you now, when am I going to get you on the back nine at Avalon? My short game is awesome. I'm ready for the challenge, I'm, Cap. Uh, I'm afraid. I'm
11: afraid of you. <laughs> okay, Cap. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Have Bye-bye. a good one. Bye bye.
22: And also open as per the governor's announcement, the campgrounds. Uh, early in the week, he opened the firing ranges, the shooting ranges. Everything's good. Not good. Getting better, I should say. Okay, grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Coming up, Captain Scott Newhall. Two segments. Back Bay flounder tactics early season be right back rack and finn radio again captain paul on the porgy four i salute you the bald-headed stooge or i should say crew cut-headed stooge in the state house you have no idea what you're doing but we'll take the few crumbs be right back rack and finn radio
1: wpg talk radio 95.5 Listen up, South Jersey. Sergeant Seal Coat here. Do you want to extend the life of your asphalt, protect your investment, and give your property curb appeal? Then you should call Sergeant Seal Coat today for all your seal coating, line striping, and asphalt maintenance needs. Veteran owned, family operated, serving all
13: of South Jersey since 2015. Call 855 Sergeant Seal today. That's 855 S G T S E A L.
1: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
22: Well, fluke season actually opens today. Yes, we're in the studio Friday, the 22nd, because me and the lovely Dee Marie have a wild fishing weekend planned, fresh and salt, and maybe some fresh again. So let's get this show wrapped up. Join us online right now. Very special guest on Rack and Fin Radio, a fairly frequent guest when it comes to the flotties is Captain Scott Newhall. He is time-out charters boss man. He is the flatty aficionado, as he's called, been featured on the Fisherman Magazine cover many times. Also kicks ass on striped bass. Now, Scott, you've seen him. He gives us seminars at the Atlantic City Boat Show, gives seminars at various sports shops around the South Jersey area, especially regarding fluke and the bass. But we're going to key in on the flatfish right now. He is on the water. Caught, Scott, on the water. Sorry, Newhall. I, I, I had to grab you, man. You are, you are tough to get hold of when the flatty season is on. Scotty, thanks for joining us, El oh, Capitaine.
12: Oh, man, it's great to be with you, Tom. Thanks for having
22: me. You're more than welcome, Scott. First of all, before we get going, how are the Trout Men Newhall boys, Alexander Scott and Michael Benjamin?
12: Oh, they're loving it. They love getting after those Trout. Of course, of course, we get the tips from you, Tom. You're hey, the hey, water king.
22: Hey, hey listen, and <laughs> the lovely Melissa.
12: Uh, yeah, not so much. She, oh, she, not, she, she, she hasn't know. gone. She hasn't gone since I put a ring on her finger, uh, Tom.
22: There, <laughs> <laughs> there you. Are. Well, Scott, let's get to the flatties. You're out on the water now. Let's get to the nitty gritty. This is the prime time. For, uh, you know, Back Bay, Tidal Creek, whatever. But for specimen fish, larger flaties this early, although April was really prime. My best shout out to Captain Al Cordelli and a bayhound there out of Seattle years ago. I think it was a second or third week in April. Took a break from chasing a trout. Now the nine pound fluke right inside Townsend's Inlet with Captain Al. He's time. The big fluke are back here April into May. Scott, chance of specimen fish back there still? Absolutely. No question about it. You got to work through
12: them. There's a little. There's a little bit of randomness about it, but if you work on your tactics, your strategy, and really try to refine it, and, of course, pick some spots where they're actually sitting waiting for you, you increase your chances, and that's what it's all about, up in the odds.
22: Now, Captain Scott, listen, uh Scott is a, an educator, a teacher. How long have you been a teacher, Scott? 21 years. Wow. Dude, you look like you're 25 years old. God bless you. Yeah. But listen... So he has a very analytical mind. Now, Scott's noticed over the past few years, and, again, he just leaves no fin, no scale unturned. Scott, a northerly migration of the bigger fish, correct?
12: Yes, I've even uh, talked to some scientists and uh, the research people at Rutgers, at some of the uh, universities uh, down out of Maryland, uh, Virginia, and uh, NOAA even. And NOAA doesn't always get things right, but it seems like they got this figured out. There
22: is a shift. Scott, a cyclical thing or the the climate change dealio, water warming more? Well, there's definitely more structure up there in deeper water. I mean, we're cursed here in South Jersey with lack of reefs, so although I have to give the Division of Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Marine Fisheries kudos for, for getting this reef program, you know, still up and going again. But, Scott, is it the basically those two things? I mean, all we have, Tom,
12: guys like me and you, is hypothesis and anecdotal and, and, and discussion with people who do it every day and it seems like it seems like changing climate could definitely have an impact you talk about the surf clamp you talk about the sheep's head you talk about trigger fish all scallop beds are moving there's so much involved and you know it's nature and evolution so for yeah. fish that move their populations 50 to 100 miles over decades and decades and decades i guess it's possible i'm not the total expert but i can tell you that this is what everyone is seeing. So even the folks that are fishing, say, the Shrewsbury Rocks up to uh, Long Island, the New York Bight, all that kind of area, even they're saying, and they have great fishing, they're even saying their fish are moving up towards the Montauks, the Nantuckets, places like that.
19: Right, so, yeah, for, this,
22: yeah. Yeah,
12: always this discussion going on.
22: Well, excuse me, Scott, let's zero now Back Bay area, Tidal River, Tidal Creek areas, What are you looking for? Now, we're talking, you know, keeper fish. There's plenty of small fish around, a lot of fun, a lot of action. You have a charter. You have four hours, five hours. I want to get some keepers in the box. What areas are you keying on now? High tide, you know, uh, incoming, top of the tide, first hours, a couple hours of the outgoing. What are you looking for?
12: Right now, I'm looking for the top of the tide. Uh, Two hours before, two after. Uh, A big part of that is when you're closer to the top of the tide, Tom, you have less Seaweed and the dreaded snot grass. (laughs) And that alone keeps your bait available for the fish to see. So if it's a slow day, uh, you know, you're not just pulling in seaweed all day. The the handful of fish that are there will see your bait. Um, If it's a hot day, the top of the tide is usually the time to really bang them up. So that's that's definitely the first thing. The lower water, that's when the weed really picks up.
22: Now, Scott, areas. Now, we had an opportunity to fish with you last year, and we picked up a couple of keepers. Listen, it was really wild. And, what, two feet of water, two and a half feet of water? Scott directed, oh, get yeah. that gulp over there, get that, you know, jig it with the gulp over there. I guess, Scott, it was sloping down into a little uh, ditch or, or hole, whatever. Okay, right. Scott, where those fish are in the skinny water? Well, as these
12: fish move in the inlets, and they, we're doing so in April, little by little, and they're still coming in. Uh they follow they they needle through the channels and the creeks and then you have South Jersey for what it may not have in natural hard structure like North Jersey, it does possess in uh these tidal flats back here. And a lot of it might be sanded over two to four feet at mean low tide. But within those uh flats what you have is you have potholes and little grooves. And so the fluke will move in and out of those potholes and little grooves and sit around the edges. So if you can locate them and present a bait there, a live minnow at this time of year or, or a good gulp present, Berkeley gulp presentation, mm-hmm. you uh, have a real good chance of scoring. That's one thing South Jersey really has a lot of in the back bag.
22: Well, Scott, also where some of these ditches and little creeks are, are spilling out you know, and the act on water's leaving and dropping down to a whole a fluke stack up in there.
12: They will stack up in there, but then they move. So if, if you're hitting them in a hole and then it shuts down, you've got to go to another hole. Or you, at real, low, at real low tide, you usually return to the main channels when it really bobs out the tide. But to answer your question, yes, they will stack up in there. And they're often under, if you're on a flat that you have to, let's say I have to pump my motor to two feet of water, you know, I'm practically seeing detritus and mud coming up, and then I go into six feet of water from that, that's a good spot that's to
22: it. fish. Okay, we're speaking with Kevin Scott Newhall, skipper of Timeout Charters, based in Upseekin, and he is on the water. We are in the studio Friday, opening day of Fluke season, May twenty second. As me and the lovely Dee Marie have a fishing weekend plan, we're going to be out and about. Well, Scott, shell bed science. Shell beds seem to be—I uh, mean, a little groove, little little holes in the shell beds. I mean, they can be some airy rug and doormat areas. Correct. 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 You can, you can certainly slam
12: there. They 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 want to find an area where they can feed on the uh, natural organisms and 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 basic creatures that live there, and you have a lot of invertebrates, you have bait fish cruising in, the grass shrimp are a prime uh, a forage species for for fluke and if you can find if you can find a little ditch and you can find it with some uh, mussels and clams and things like that, that only ups your eyes every time you add another natural feature to uh what the fluke like. Uh,
22: you're just you increasing the odds, and that's what it's about. Scott, the shell beds, this is a, a dynamic area if you find them. But, Scott, I was surprised, you know, grass shrimp, I remember once catching a fluke, it was down in Corson's Inlet. I was working on wood advertising at the time, sort of new to saltwater fishing alone. I did it up in the Long Branch and Deal area off the jetties. But catching this keeper fluke, probably back then, 16, 17, as it was a keeper, looked like he had a golf ball in him. Now when I flayed him, he had just a, you, a big ball of grass shrimp. Now, I wish, shout out to Mark at DOA. Because Mark's still alive. I have no idea. They make a little teeny tiny shrimp imitation, which is almost impossible to fish, unless you're using ultra as in two and four pound test line. The two-inch shrimp we are still too big. Have you ever found a grass shrimp imitation worth it? Uh, You know, now, you're an amb- not me. You're personally. an ambassador with Berkeley, Gulp the whole bit. I don't think I Make a small shrimp. And they look at me like I'm crazy.
12: <laughs> um, I find that the Berkeley grass shrimp is fantastic on the teaser. Up up top. So you have a jig or a bucktail down low mm-hmm. with a another grass shrimp, or it could be a swimming mullet, or the uh, in the back bay, the Berkeley five-inch grub is a little bit smaller than the fiction scrub. Mm -hmm. That's really great down on that uh, bucktail. And then put that grass shrimp imitation up high, about 10 inches higher, 8 to 10 inches higher on a teaser hook. And the guys that really fish the heck out of it go bananas. I've caught them on it, too. I don't bother with using the real live, uh, the ones that I get, like, you know, the guys use for perch, for white perch in the rivers. I don't put the (laughs) the grass shrimp (laughs) that you can net. (laughs) But the Berkeley imitation does work great, and guys swear by
22: it. Scott, I found fishing the back, especially going light tackle. I have six pound braid, maybe an eight pound uh, fluorocarbon trace on there, or, or hard mono. I, I I use both with uh, an eighth ounce or 3 three eighth ounce bucktail. Again, on dropping water in the pinpointing those flats that, especially around the Ocean City area, down through Stone Harbor. Scott, with a little what's that? Two two and a half inch shrimp on there, the gulf shrimp. Mary Mother of God. Maybe not any keepers, but plenty of action, a lot of fun. Sometimes, Scott, smaller is better.
12: Right, right. Sometimes, sometimes smaller can get that action if they're keying in on them. I mean, I'm a a big bait guy, but, you know, sometimes I want to go after activity. I want to go after quantity and try to mix in, you know, keepers in there. You're not always going for the monster. Uh But
22: just when you think,
12: you know, you're in those 12 to 19-inch fish, those grass shrimp will wop with seven pounders, so look out. There you go.
22: We're speaking with Captain Scott Newhall, Timeout Charters, opening day, early season rather. Back Bay fluke tactics. Scott, channel edges can be really vexing and can be damn so productive, make your head explode. Channel edge strategies. <laughs> what do you use? What do you do rather? And use. Go to it, Scotty. All right, <laughs> strategy. The big yeah, the big thing is. Uh,
12: you know, watch out for all the crazy other boats that are going to be coming on the weekends because oh. everybody's probably all.
22: And who are the nuts? And who are the nuts in the kayaks going right out right into <laughs> the middle of the channels?
12: <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of those guys. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. but they're good. They, I love the kayak people. They fish hard. Oh, yeah. um, and you know, they, they like all vessels. Uh, yeah, I guess that we could say this right now. If you're in the middle of the channel. That's anyone uh, anyone's domain. You gotta expect a you gotta expect a little bit of wake. Now they can't put you in danger like those fifty foot cigarette boats. They're not allowed to come two feet off your stern and drown you. But if we're just talking about getting a little bit of wake, yeah, you want to fish with the crowd, you might get a little wake. You you kind of gotta go there.
22: Hey Scott, listen, listen, we're up against a hard break. Uh, You can hang in for another another segment, correct? Channel edges, we're doing it. Okay, we're speaking Captain Scott Newhall. Timeout, Charter Scott also is on the panel over the years on George Poveromo's uh, Saltwater Sportsman Seminar Series. Writes for the Fisherman. Writes around on the water. Guests on Rack and Finn. Guests on other radio shows. He can give seminars. He is the man to one, the guy, when it comes to back bay flighties. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel, we'll Be right back with Captain Scott Newhall. Early season flounder, baby. Let's rock.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5
3: Hard Rock Casino. Com, saw its largest jackpot winner earn over $230,000 on a single $5 bet. This online casino winner was playing the progressive slot Divine Fortune online at HardRockCasino.com to pass the time. This comes after another Hard Rock online casino customer won over $226,000 on Lock it Link. Try your luck now at HardRockCasino.com. Open your secure account today for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 and get 50 free spins. Offer valid for new verified players only in state of New Jersey. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Racket and Finn Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
22: Yeah, back inside Rack and Finn right with me, Tom P. Weekend of May 23rd and 24th, we have Captain Scott Newhall from Timeout Charters on the line. He's the doyen of Back Bay flounder. We are going to get to making squeeze, squeeze. He's on the water now. He's trying to be fishing. He's doing me a great favor, not having that bait that gulp in the water. We squeeze. Maybe some inlet information. I'm right now. I want some channel edge strategies, Captain Scott. What do you got? What do you got, Scott?
12: Oh, challenge, challenge. Okay, so you're, the idea is, you know, to keep your speed right, okay? You want to go 0.5 to 1.2. Use your motor. If it starts to smoke at 1.7, 1.8 mile per hour drift, you know, some places that may work, that may work, but down here in South Jersey, typically you want to slow it down. You'll see an armada of boats using trolling motors trolling against the current, right. back trolling, bumping in and out of gear. I do a lot of that on my boat. to so slow it, slow it down, let the fish see your bait. But at the same time, when you're doing these sort of things, you are in a channel. you got to keep an eye out for who's coming, who's going. It can get a little nitty-gritty out there. Right. And uh, But it will help the big fluke and the throwback fluke get in on your presentation, very, very important. Now, as far as the location and challenge, you can use the edges, of course. You go down the middle, and you can fish those same flats we were talking about a short while ago. You can go off the channel a little bit and just explore the flats that are next to the channel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Channels are where most people are fishing right now. That's where you're going to find a lot of people, and those fluke move in and out of the flats, in and off the flats, in the channels, back and forth. So, uh, you know, you're going to have... fresh body of fish coming up and down those channels as they migrate in through May and June.
22: Okay, Scott, question. I, I remember fishing with you uh, the one time, I me and a lovely Marie. We made a drift down, picked up probably six or seven fish. Listen, there's a couple of keepers in there, 18 and a half, 19 inches. A boat had gone around us, Scott, and was drifting the same way down, and they were picking up fish. It just seemed, I mean, those edges are a super hot area. They're stacked in there like cordwood on occasion, no?
12: exactly you're 100 percent correct and if you can get in there on the right tide and they're moving through you fish hard because the fish you could be going from all throwbacks and an occasional keeper all of a sudden the fish move up in quality size from say just miss keepers, 17 inch nice female fish all the way to 24 inches right if those fish are moving through you want to keep your lines in the water it's not time for the uh not time for the sandwich just yet you got to do that victory sandwich after you catch all those keepers, unless and you
22: if you hook up with a if you hook up with a spiked butterfly ray, please cut the line.
12: And, and I knew that was, <laughs> knew that comment was coming. By the way, wait, hey, Tom. You know the worst part was the whole time we we were uh, going after that butterfly ray. That uh, that was the best time
22: for the. First I know. Episode. I know. Denise, she, she wanted to put a tomahawk in the back of my head, man. <laughs> yeah, we could we couldn't get that thing at dead love, could we? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was speaking with Captain Scott Newhall uh timeout charters, based out of a scott at the end i want to give you uh, get your phone number please and your website well captain scott timing as they say is everything from your back four or five six miles sometimes are those back bays back creeks when do you it's it's the uh, last week in may coming up when do you start to move towards the inlets
12: the inlet thing there's always gonna be a few big fish in there you could probably find a couple now I hearken back to the days where the striped bass guys were using herring, when the herring were legal to pick up from David at and Bag, or the catchman, you know, Batstow right. or Maze Landing, or whatever. i go back to those days. You'd find out these guys dragging these herring would come back from their striper trips with 10-pound fluke that they didn't intend to catch. And this would be in May and June. And they would be in inlets, and it would be around, like, the deep side banks in LBI or all the bridges in South Jersey or wherever. There's always a few fish hanging around in the inlet, even now. The, the big thing would be water temperature. If it's way, way down, sometimes I can stifle that. Right. But, but, yeah. I mean, you know, those, the plethora, the plethora, the abundance of the fish are in the back bay. But the sheer size, you can't, you can't mess with those. Uh, I don't know if you can touch the inlets and the waters close to the inlets. Now, you spoke about when. Let's enjoy this back bay fishery right now with all these fish. They're going to be filtering through here. Sure, but it'll be time to move to the inlets, or I shouldn't say time to move the inlets and the close waters. It, you can consider them as we get a couple more weeks down the road. Two, three weeks, it's worth tasting it more and more. Every every week or two, you take a do a little check out there, do a little recon, you know, see mm-hmm. if you can bang up on these five pounders on some huge live baits.
22: Scott, speaking of, of of baits right now, the primary forage fish way back in the creeks is going to be the Achilles, the Mummachogs, what, what have you, uh, minis, but, and, and the grass shrimp. What else are you finding back there? Spearing, uh, shiners, glass minnows? What's the dealio?
12: Yeah, you got little uh, white bait, anchovy, spearing, all that slender style bait, so you can try to imitate that. You have actually right now the uh, adult bunker made a showing in March, and they, they haven't left yet, so there's adult bunker. Wow. But, I mean, if you really, really wanted to try something different, you could cast net some adult bunker, flay them up for strips, and put them down. As long as the dogfish aren't bad, they they work right. great. Actually, you get bunker right on the water. Um, the other thing, and excuse me, in South Jersey, you get a lot of our mussels. The, the fluke choke up mussels?
22: Sure. They're, yep. It's like they've been at Doc's Crab House or something. It's, <laughs> it's it's, hence the, the productivity, Scott, of the mussel beds, as we mentioned earlier.
12: Yeah, exactly. So. Proving once again that the fluke are an opportunistic feeder. That you know, despite what they're eating on the bottom, they'll still hit something uh, bright pink or neon uh, chartreuse or, or right. fire tiger or whatever. So, um, yeah, gets up yeah. down there and and then you got to just coerce the fish into a bite.
22: Okay, joining us on the line today is Captain Scott Newhall. Timeout charters opening day of fluke season today, the twenty second of May, Friday. We are in the studio early today because we have a fishing. For a weekend plan, I, I, Scott, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just too excited on this. Well, Scott, which begs the question, what, I mean, again, opportunistic feeders, but what goes through a fluke's mind? You're down there, okay, you got the grass shrimp, you got small killies, whatever, minis in there, grass shrimp, or uh, glass minnows, whatever, uh, white bait, and I watched you toss out a six-inch friggin' gulp-swimming mullet, and Wham! I mean, so matching the hatch, is that with the as far as flounder are concerned, is that basically eh, not really important? Uh, sometimes it one, is, sometimes it keeper. isn't. That one, one keeper. I'm, I'm tuned down race Listen, 19 and a half, 20 inches. Two and a half, <laughs> three facets. But wait, what the hell did that? And Scott, like you said, we watched as we were pulling up the boat, you could see the, the bait fish swimming all over the place. Shrimp, everything going and he tosses out this big chartreuse, and Scott, what was that, a two-ounce bucktail jig head, and boom, that that blew my mind. So I said, and here I am with the little Mr. Twister fantail shrimp, cutting them down to get them smaller, I said, what am I doing? Then he says, you're wasting your time. Listen listen to what Captain Scott tells you, and there I was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one thing I never do is, uh,
12: you know, this thing humbles you all the time, so you you always go out there, and you're always prepared to see what's working on a particular day. That is where some of these young bucks, and you get all these kids, and they're all fishing, and they're all using something different, and you can see what's uh, uh, the flicker keying in on that day. That can be an advantage over fishing alone. Of course, um, fishing alone has its advantages. You can run, I often run a second dead stick rod with a live bait mm-hmm. while I jig a gulp. So I put the live bait dead stick in the rod holder. Right. And then and then uh, and then I'm um, I'm um, you know rapid fire snap jigging uh, a gulp on a jig or a bucktail maybe with a teaser mm-hmm. above so mm-hmm. in different ways to do things um, Spot, you'll co- see a lot
22: of guys I, I know you're a gulp of fishing you know, I'm sorry for, for c- cutting you off there but yeah. I notice you have myriad colors this, again colors sometimes the chartreuse sometimes the white sometimes that that I guess, still can't get over the name nuclear chicken I mean. <laughs> They're not. They won't hit this. They won't hit that. So, Scott, are you going to try another form? Say, go to a, go to a, a ghost shrimp or something. You said, no, you stuck with the grub. You just changed the color. Same drift in the same area again. The next drift, and bang. So, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, you have, listen, you have to experiment. Right. You have to.
12: And, you know, now now Berkeley has all the new colors out. And when you hear about the uh, the blue calls really being abundant in the area, and they got that, that, that crabby look, and they have yeah. red black, and they have all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So, and you know, all of us fishermen, you know, we kind of hoard the gear a little bit. So it's good to have each color on the boat, and just keep changing it up the whole time to see if you can find something. Now, maybe it's the color, or maybe you just caught your fluke at the right tide. So I'm, I'm very superstitious. So <laughs> I know, <you> know that. <laughs> right, if something works right, my hat's turned one way. I'll, I'll wear my hat that way the whole day. So I've seen him do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I,
12: I,
22: there's probably more of us that
12: are like that than care to admit.
22: But, um, okay. Well, Captain Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm just w- way too fired up. Hopefully, hopefully, if schedules, stars, the sun, the moon, the angels, Lucifer, Satan, everybody, everything aligns. Hopefully, uh, one day this coming week, I'll be getting to fish with uh, you, Scott. But I need to know, Cap, tough bites, tough times, a lot of pressure, especially. You're too young to remember the cartoon Felix the Cat with his magical bag of tricks. Scott, what do you do on an extremely tough bite? You know the fluker there. Water temperature may be a little off, but they will chew. They will eat if so maybe a different presentation, different bait. What do you go to? Change your tote tactics, tackle. What's the dealio?
12: Downsize. I'll 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 do uh, a shorter a shorter rod. I'll downsize a stick. I'll go to a ten pound braid line, which. You know, 20 years was unthinkable. Um, my monoliter fluorocarbon is not necessary. I'll drop that down to 10, uh, excuse me, 20 pound fluoro, mono or fluoro. Right. Fluoro is not necessary, but um, if you have it and you want to use it, that's fine. Um, and I'll go real light. I will look like you on the musky. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I look like I got a trout. I look like I got a trout rod. And, uh, you know, that's, 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 a big, big movement in back bay fishing in South Jersey is really, really downsizing. Now the only thing is, you got to really play that fish. If you hook up with a big mat, right? You know, you got ten pound braid, you got tooth floss on there. You got to play it out. You don't have to worry about your. They're not going to straighten hooks and things like that. As long as you have your drag, good. But uh, and I use the L forty two Eagle Claw hooks, size one or two, or mm-hmm. the Gamakatsu. Circle, uh, uh, excuse me, not circle. Octopus hooks, right? And in about a size three or four, and they're perfect sizes for this. Um, in any case, downsize the gear and really play the fish and imitate Tom P on the Trout stream.
22: Oh, listeners, we had a we had a, a, a kidnapped Captain Scott. He he got fired up there. Him and uh, Michael Benjamin and Alexander Scott at Heritage Park Pond. There, shout out to Captain David of Seacock Bay with the power bait. And that quarter oh, yeah. load Scott. Let's get you. I had him on a Muskie several weeks ago. And I think first cast, well, I dropped my rod. Denise, in fact, I had one of Denise Breeze rods. That was going down to Muskie. Scott grabbed it. Thank you, Captain Scott. <laughs> first, <laughs> first cast, about a 13 inch rainbow. Second drift, nothing. Third cast, what turned out to be eight and a half, maybe nine pounds of pissed off rainbow trout. But I digress. Scott, any particular choice of braid? Uh, you know me, I prefer the fire line. And the nanofil you're a braid guy. Any particular brand?
12: The uh, Berkeley X9 has been the uh, the thing for me. It's, it's uh, diameters less, so when you have a more narrow diameter, you need less weight to get down there. That means you can take your uh, your jig or your bucktail size, instead of maybe using a half ounce or three-quarter ounce, you could drop it to maybe a quarter ounce or three-eighths of an ounce sure. if the tide is moving slow enough. So anytime you can downsize, downsize. So the Berkeley X9 has been... Uh, tremendous for Berkeley. The uh, the feedback yeah. has been phenomenal. So I would definitely give that a shot if you haven't done so
22: yet, Captain Scott. Let's get to. We only have a few minutes left in this segment. Now I'll let you get back to fishing, Captain Newhall. The end game, <laughs> Scott. When again, light tackle. Say so you do have light tackle on you, and you get a 23, 24, 24, whatever, a keeper. What what is the most common mistake you've witnessed on the end game, aka netting? Most
12: common mistake is. Rushing the net when the fish is too far from the boat and probably is green, it's still ready to rock and roll and run away. So he's not ready to be netted too far away. And the second part is, oh, you have to go ahead first. Do not try to net the thing coming up from behind. It will just scoot away.
22: And then well, he'll excuse me, listeners, head. he said that for my benefit. <laughs> <laughs> I did it no, twice no, last no. year, and the, and the heads were just shaking. The, the other people oh, on a boat no, besides you. the flounder heads. <laughs> Well, Scott, another thing too on your I'll boat. Say I, another I thing, you see and you that, this in the back bay.
12: This uh, is something I, I haven't mentioned before in previous shows, but every, every year you see it. Um, you see folks netting 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 inch fluke. They have the net out every time someone has a bite. And you could have 40 fish day. you day. You, know, you have these two, three, four keeper days in right. South Jersey and all the throwbacks. Well, they get the net out on every single fish well when you have to get when the you know the partner gets the net out he's no longer fishing or she is no longer fishing so at some point it the more you go and i'm not talking about someone who doesn't do this all the time but if you go a lot you should start to recognize what a smaller fish is and say ah, this isn't going to be the one right and everybody keeps everybody keeps fishing just lift it in use D hooker pliers or if it's just yeah. take the thing off throw it back get back in the water. All that time with people running to help with nets and all, that means they're not fishing They're not contributing. And that is, that, I mean, that's probably been for 50, 60 years. It's like that with certain groups <laughs> of
22: folks. Yeah, I hear you. Captain <laughs> Scott Newhall, Timeout Charters. Join us today on Rack and Fin Redd. Some back bay tips. Scott, give me your, uh, I'm going to give you, I'm not going to go five. We're up against a heartbreak. Give me your top three colors baits for this time of year, let's say the next couple of weeks in the back bays. What do you got?
7: Okay, give it top up, new old. Colors.
22: Give it up now. Gulp or and, and Scott also live bait the the, the mini game in this okay. in this early stage. What do you got? Okay, minnows, simple, big.
12: I like them big, <laughs> <laughs> big, big killie fish. Okay, so right now that's the thing. You don't have malt and peanut punker around right now. You're it's a minnow game early, so you're using big minnows. Okay, that's pretty obvious. Then you go to the the gulp, the innovator for the last. 25 years or whatever, 20 years, whatever it's been. It's hard to believe it's been that long. So I like pink shine. I like chartreuse. I like white. I like the new fire tiger. I like the salmon, the salmon red. That was the, the rage a couple years ago. Have that ready. When, when everything stops working, try that. It it, it looks like something that came from outer space and the sun itself, but it catches. Sure. Um, then you also have the, uh, more, the, uh, the kind of the darker colors, like your sandy kind of colors, and you have the sardine, and they're silvery and, and whites, and and you can okay. go with the glow. They all have their moment too. You never ever don't have white or glow on the boat because white for fluke has worked for a million years and will continue to. It's right. everything.
11: Okay.
22: Um, Scott, jig head color. I've seen you use plain yellow paint. I've seen you use white and chartreuse. I have even seen red on your boat. What's the deal?
12: You know, right? You remember the red and white for when you know? I'm sure when you were young, and even when I was a kid, red and white was a ticket. You know, it oh, was yeah. red and white, red and white. It Wasn't that yeah. the, the nappy world? The nappy world record rig with that monster out of Montauk was on a red mm-hmm. one. Um, I do, I do have them actually. As a matter of fact, I need to put them down more this year. Thank you for bringing that up, Tom. Red well, does Scott, work. I, I, have
22: red the, I have the, uh, I have the red gulp jig heads. I, I left a, a pack on the boat, Scott. I'll tell you, in shallows they they seem to work for us. Nice. nice, you get me fired up. Red, no, you don't. Red means dead. <laughs> red means dead. <laughs> Scott Newell, thanks for joining us on Rocket Finn. Before I let you go, Scott, give that website and phone number, please. All right, it's timeoutfishingcharters.com.
12: And the phone number and my cell number is the best way to go, to call or text 609 385
22: Two nine. Listeners, you'll have your you book with Captain Scott. You'll have a great time, He's very, especially if you have youngsters. He's, he's very family-oriented, and you will catch fish and have a lot of fun. And remember, listeners, if you ever get the chance to trout fish with Captain Scott Newhall, remember one statement, one saying, don't warn them, gulp corn them. And I leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Captain Scott, you take care. Of you. Best of Melissa and the boys. We'll see you on the water soon. You got it, Tom. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. See you later, man. See ya. Wait long on that segment, up against the break. Grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. We get back. It's deer time. Yes, already, Tompy? You got it, man. White tails.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
14: Fox News, I'm Carmen Roberts. President Trump declares houses of worship are essential services, pointing to new CDC guidelines.
6: And he laid down a gauntlet to governors. Let houses of worship reopen this weekend or deal with him. If they don't do it, I will override the governors. It's unclear what constitutional authority the president would have to override a governor.
14: Fox's John Roberts. Memorial Day weekend is here, but with the pandemic gripping the country, a record low number of Americans may be on the roads.
15: Even though these roads are more empty, that doesn't mean that they're not dangerous. Cameras across the country are spotting drivers racing and running red lights. Last month, speed cameras caught 40% more drivers flying at least 20 miles per hour faster than the limit.
14: Fox's Alex Hogan. America's listening to Fox News.
3: Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey overnight with plenty of clouds. There will be a shower or two. Low 60. Saturday clouds and sun. There will be a shower with thunderstorm around through the evening hours. Saturday's high 73. For the rest of Saturday night, cloudy. Low 54. Cooler Sunday. Clouds and a few sunny breaks. High 61 and partly sunny on Memorial Day. High 70. I'm AccuWeather's Kerr, on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm
22: too excited. I'm going from fluke fishing. To my next love, deer hunting. Not deer hunting yet. Planning for the autumn season. Actually, so it should have it should have started already. Maybe late February, early March. Getting the grounds ready, giving those bucks and those extra nutrition, minerals, all that good stuff. Very special guest on the Rack and Fin line. Joining us is Lou Mazio. He is president owner of Yo Buck Premium Deer Minerals and Attractants. A guest on Rack and Fin during the deer season and after when it comes down to fortifying your local deer herd. Louie Casey Beach, thanks for joining us, brother. Good morning. How are you, Tommy? You were supposed to send me the recipe for the venison brajol. I'm still waiting. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy.
24: I'll get on that right uh, after.
22: Louis, I know we're a little late here getting in, but May is still not too late to get those mineral licks and areas going, correct?
24: Absolutely not. In fact, now is a uh, is a good time. If you're going to do it, do it now. With the temperatures rising, they're going to start looking for mineral and salt heavily. So
22: this is it. This is the time to do it now. Don't wait till the last minute. And Louie, I've been guilty of this over the de- decades. Wow i <laughs> say years and decades yeah, well you're old. Oh, oh let me tell you something man I, I sounded like a when i woke up this morning he says you sound like a can of ball bearings what the, what the, what the <laughs> that, but lou hey i throw out corn i throw out whatever whatever debate you don't you know you're you know, fine there's plenty of forage you don't you don't need to you know give them any supplements how wrong is that well you, you have to
24: look at when you use corn if, if you're looking for, as a protein source, the pro, the protein's actually very low in corn, right? So you're only at about 7%. Maximum, which is perfect for antler growth, is around 20 So just corn itself doesn't really do any good. All the extra, extra carbohydrates that go along with that corn also is not really the best thing. People are going to do it, and that's fine. They do it. But we like to see people at least throw in some mineral. And because the minerals that we, especially here in New Jersey, don't have in the sandy soil, is really going to help. Not only with antler growth, but it's also going to help a lot with nursing young fawns. They're going to get a lot of extra nutrients from their mother's milk that they really need to grow exactly um, to reach their potential.
22: And Lou, the thing is, I noticed from all the brands I look at them, I you know I buy I buy them, I get the yogurt, I get this, let me try this, let me try. The majority of them seem to be, what, 70%, 80% salt. I, look, I, I read your labels there. mud on the meat going down, potassium, sulfur, fluorine, manganese, zinc, copper, iodine, cobalt, selenium, etc. I see humic acid. What's that all about?
24: Humic acid, there's been a couple research studies now that show that humic acid actually kills the CWT, CWD prion in the soil. We're not trying to claim that this is a cure for a deer that already has CWD. What we're trying to do with it is if we put it in the soil and we mix it in, we're going to keep that prion out of that soil. So it's less likely that a deer, when deer congregate, because deer are opportunity feeders. So when mm-hmm. one finds it, they all come to it. So when they find your mineral, we don't want a CWD prion in that soil where those deer are digging up and, and eating Lou, the, as, the as, yobuck buck
22: mineral. As far as I can say from the research I've done and buying this stuff, is Yobuck the only product with the humic acid in it? We are the only product wow. right
24: now that has humic acid in it. I, was, I took a leap of faith with it after the first research study, and then two more followed it. And it may not be the answer to cure deer that already has right. CWD, but I have to be a responsible business owner and do my part and make sure that I keep CWD out of Yobuck and especially out of that soil where the Yobuck's going in.
22: On the Racket Fan line this morning is Lou Mazio, president-owner, Yobuck Premium Deer Minerals and Attractants. Okay, Lou, let's get down to it. How do you get this stuff to work? What do you do? Go through the process. It's super easy. One, you're going to go
24: online and you're going to order it at www.yobuck.com. You're going to get your shipment in two to three days. Usually after you order it, you're going to get two bags. You're going to go out to your hunt spot. You're going to pick a low spot where maybe some little bit of water I'll collect, which is a good thing. You're going to clear out a spot. You're not going to go to work and bring heavy equipment to do it. You're just going to move some stuff around with your foot. You're going to dump two bags on the ground. You're going to rake it in real light. If you break a sweat, you work too hard. You're going to hang a camera on it, and you're going to wait a month, and then you're going to come back and add another bag. So two bags to start, which is five pounds, Mm -hmm. and then you come back and you add another two-and-a-half-pound bag. And people always ask, why don't you sell them 50-pound bags? Because you don't take a whole bottle of multivitamins every morning before you go to work. You take (laughs) one. Right? Vintage Masio. (laughs) We don't want to make expensive urine and deer. Now, if you see a 50-pound bag that's similar to the price of Yo Buck, it's because they put 92% salt in it. There you go. And that's not the answer.
22: So, the refreshing now. This time of year, once a month, say June, July, August. Now once when do you start to well, say no, no, no. Whoa. Well, when do you start to say, whoa, maybe every few We we weeks- actually use it all
24: around. I have people that send me pictures of deer in the snow, digging holes in the snow in Ohio and Tennessee and wow. Michigan. That's it's, it's they, they they use it all year round because it's just not a salt supplement. People will tell you my mineral site stops working in August. Late August, early September. Yes, because the temperatures are changing and the deer no longer craves salt. Deer don't come to Yobuck sites because they're craving salt. They're craving everything else that's in the product, plus it tastes great to them.
22: Hey okay, Lou, area. Say you have a, you're leasing a 40 acre patch, a 10 acre patch. You're hunting three acres. How many, for lack of a better term, Yobuck mineral sites do you set up in an area? One Yobuck site to 30 every 30 to 40 acres. Wow.
24: There's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason they're good to go more. That's that's true with any mineral. If you're putting more than that out in a 10-acre spot, I mean, it's your, 10 acres really in the hunting world is not that big.
22: Lou, I see you have a supercharger. Explain the use of that, please. So the supercharger
24: smells like the Yobuck mineral. It's concentrated. You're going to get the pouch. You're going to put water in it. You're going to shake it up real good. And when you first start a site, if you don't see them right away, you could take that and pour it on top, and then you can... That'll help attract the deer
22: in. Lou, the, you know antler, I'm the, the improvement in antler growth, uh, mass, spread, what have you, using the yo-buck as, you know, as an assistant, for lack of a better term, you notice the difference yeah. what, within a year, two years, three years, ongoing process? So Sean,
24: Durbin, Sean Durbin, who is on my pro staff, he lives in Ohio. This man has a laptop that's committed just for deer pictures. He knows every deer that is on his entire 1,500-acre property. And he has tried different minerals, and he's compared antler growth with the genes that he has on his on his farm. He says that he's has seen five to six more inches of antler growth every year. Wow! Once he started using buck.
22: Oh, that sounds fantastic! Oh, feedback well, from the from the Jersey hunters that use it. I know you have you have a good following here. Any penetration in the North Jersey? Or different soils up there, different topography. we we, we have we have about four guys. That I could say are, are repeat customers,
24: and they usually order in bulk when they get it, mm-hmm. and they love it. They, I, I had one guy who used it for three years, hurt his back, couldn't hunt, oh. and then decided he was going to sneak out a couple times, see nothing like he did the year before, just attracting as many bucks wow. to, to his to his corn piles and his potato piles. So it, it definitely did, it helps. It, it's just really hard in New Jersey to get through to people. I understand the bait. I put deer bait out, but mm-hmm. it's not the same as putting mineral out. I, I understand there are... Uh, two, d- two different
22: sciences to me, Lou. Two different sciences, like yeah, advertising and PR. They're, they're, they're intertwined, yeah. but they're two separate sciences. Joining us on the line is Lou Mazio, president and owner of Yobuck Premium Deer Minerals, Minerals and Attractants. Lou, we have, we're up against a hard break now. You have some other products, I, uh, Doe uh, do- Estrus, and you have the uh, White Acorn Cover Scent. Yes, we do. we got a synthetic Doe Estrus. It keeps forever. We sold it for the first time this year.
24: We got great reviews from it, and people ordered more, so it worked out for them. The white acorn uh, oak cover set is just basically a sweet smelling cover set to put over top of you. This is uh, people really like this. This is uh, it, it was a lot better than we did a lot more in sales than I yep. ever thought we were going to do with it. It's a great cover set. It smells good, and it seems to work well.
22: Lou, once June also- once June twenty first gets here. When, the, when the, once that clock, you know, you start to lose those few seconds of daylight, like to me, hunting seasons, yeah, honey for all, it's the start of hunting season. But uh, listeners, get involved with it now. Go to go to Yo Buck website. Give Lou, give that website, please. Say it again one more give, time. Give, give that website, please. www.yobuck.com Listeners, get get it going now. You're going to see improvement in the deer the deer health. Uh, maybe the, the size, it, this all helps get that herd in tip-top shape. Lou, back for one quick minute on the synthetic doe estrus, the way things are leaning, eventually uh, different fish and wildlife agencies uh, throughout the country are banning the use of natural you know, deer urine, again, because of CW, yeah. uh, CWD. You're at the fore at this synthetic doe estrus stuff now, at least in the, in the Northeast? In the Northeast, yes. I mean, there's national brands that that that's started the
24: same time I did last year with the synthetic but it's definitely coming on. I'm probably the first of the small companies mm-hmm. to bring a uh, synthetic though. just board.
22: Buy right. Buy Jersey. Lou, one more time at that website, please. www.yobuck.com Spread the Yobuck and you don't need luck. That's what I say. Louie. you take care. Best of the family. I'm waiting on that brush recipe. Thank you. I'll, I'll get it to you. Have a great weekend. You too, brother. See See ya. Yeah. Lou Mazio. <laughs> Yo, Buck. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Colin Coward. Fox Bet's the new sports wagering app from Fox Sports.
12: But did you know it's also the go-to for poker and casino games? No matter what you play, now's when to start. Because Fox Bet's giving new customers a match deposit bonus up to $500. And your first bet is risk-free, up
2: to $500 if it doesn't hit. The Fox Bet app. Download it today.
7: Pennsylvania New Jersey only. 21 and over. and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Kauai on a gambler.
1: Racket. Finn Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
22: Yeah, back for our final segment on Rack and Finn Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of May 23rd and 24th. So had a couple of official reports in. Joining us now is Billy Wiggins, Fanatics Bait and Tackle, West Avenue in Ocean City. Man, I'm, I, it's always, always dear to my heart, those Back Bay early season flounder down that way. Billy, what's going on, brother? Tom, how are you? Oh, Opening day! Happy New Year!
19: <laughs> Happy New Year! Another season upon us. Oh, can't wait, man! What's going on, Billy? Back Bay,
22: especially inlets. What's the dealio?
19: Yeah, we got you know opening day of flounder season, so you know this time of the year you want to stay a little bit shallower. That you know fish seems to be huddling in that uh, you know six to ten feet of water instead of the deeper water this time of the year. Which, yeah, uh-huh. you, know, you get over towards uh, Kennedy Park and stay up on the on the banks there instead of getting into deep holes. Yeah, you know right, Rainbow Channel, you can fish in the south side of that up on the flats. You get back behind the turn there at uh, 17th Street, yep. 16th Street there, or you get open the flats there. There's, there's, there's usually some flatter hold in those spots. Even back towards 34th Street and closer to the bridge and the flats back there. But uh-huh. they have the deeper water this time of the year. But, now, a lot uh, of times it's only outgoing tide this time of the
22: yeah, year. Yeah, that elbow area, you turned me on to that decades ago. And, man, that's always been an early season hotspot.
19: Absolutely. That's, cause that's yeah. one of the perfect places. It doesn't get uh-huh. too deep right in there, but still funnels lots of water through there and lots of bait through there.
22: Billy, the, the mystical, mythical, whatever, weak fish. Any at night around, around the bridges? Yeah, there have been some. It's been, uh, you
19: know, not you always hear this time of the year, there's very hush-hush from all the local people. But I have heard some fish down, you know, behind uh, Corsons. I've heard uh-huh. some back behind Margate. Yeah, nobody's going to give up their spots, but you know, sure, yeah, they're, always, that's, that's they're always hoveling around those sod banks. So,
22: Billy Schoolie Bass Cocktail Blues, any around?
19: Oh uh, yeah, they, 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 the Schoolie Bass never disappear. They're always here. It Seems like this year they never even left. Okay, they're here all winter, all spring. You still go catch them. It's all nighttime bite now. You won't see many during the day, but soft plastics, four or five inch little paddle tails, white, yep. pink, been a good colors. Billy, uh, fanatic store hours. What do you got? Well, we're still kind of running on weird hours. We're going to be open 7 uh, in the morning for the weekend. Uh, we'll see what next week brings, but we're probably doing 8 in the morning. We're okay. still 6 every night. It just depends on when things kind of break open and we start seeing our regular amount of traffic through here, which we have not seen yet.
11: Okay,
22: uh, question to you, Wiggins. Have you broken out the senkos yet? Listen, Billy's a closet freshwater bass angler. I just want to let you know. <laughs> I have not. I have not done it.
19: Yes, sure. I spent the whole winter remodeling the store so everybody can come in and see the inside of the store. Oh, nice. Remodeled. So I finished that up. Uh, you know, it was a long project because we got a little sidetracked with the whole COVID thing.
11: Yep, yep.
19: But uh, it is done, and we got it done in time for Memorial Day weekend here. Beautiful. Hey, Billy, not you still? You still a still, still a Hobie kayak giant? Absolutely, just took a delivery of them on uh, yesterday afternoon.
22: As a matter Listers. of fact,
19: we finally got uh, them their trucks back rolling again, so we got boats in stock again.
22: I don't care where you are in Jersey, Racketfin, Listening Radio, Listening, or wherever you want to yak, you go to you go to Fanatics. They have them all. Billy, you take care, man. Best of the crew. All right, thanks, See you, brother. Take. Care. Let's wrap it up with Captain Dave the Rave Show at MCGee Bay Sports Center, 81. Natalie Terrace and MCGee want to talk a couple of Captain Dave's. Spots for early season flounder. Captain Dave, thanks for the uh, minute or two we have for report. What is happening? It's the opening day. And as Dave, I'm in the studio Friday, fishing all weekend, maybe down your area Sunday, Sunday afternoon. dodging the wind naturally. Uh, some spots for flounder, Dave. What do you got? Well, they're out here. Oh, oh It wasn't even 7 o'clock, and I got the first
20: picture in from uh, one of my doc customers, Brian Payne, right. had a picture of his son. All right. Uh, Picture of his son with the keeper, uh, right, Excellent. right out, and that's right out in in Absecan area. I know, I know, he tends to like to go down down towards those windmills. Um, but that you got a big warm up area there behind Atlantic City, uh, which ain't, ain't the best. But that uh, the sh- the shallow open expanses with with narrow channels, that's what you want. Black Point. I'm not telling anybody anything new. Mm-hmm. There'll be a hundred boats there anyway, so that's a yeah. good place to go. You're all. You know, all, all the way from Black Point over to over to Great Bay, you know, those, on those on shallow edges. You know, the same thing up behind behind the airport in Atlantic City. You know, you don't think about them too much. Fantastic fishing back yeah, there,
8: exactly.
13: Right
20: in the middle, Absecon Channel. You know, right up where where it splits, and you got Absecon Bay and Reed's Bay. You know, yep, all good spots. You know, that's where that's where you want to get. We've had we've had a little strange weather with so far. We've had. I think 10 days of strict east wind, but it but it hasn't dirtied the water. Water's great. Everything's looking great.
22: Um, That's it, Captain come on Dave. At, at, yeah. Captain Dave, thanks for yeah. Now, 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 now. I know you have some kick-ass steroid killies, minis, but, and, the, and minis have their, their adherence, especially early season. Dave, you are personal, and listen, you want to charter Captain Dave, he'll get you on fish pronto, big time, seconds flat. But Dave, your three top gulp baits for flounder this time of season. Well, this time of year you can use those those um
20: min- minnows of yeah the waggle tail guys. I forget the, I place it's so busy in here the last couple of days I can't even remember the names. But yeah, but I tell you what, there's two new colors that I think uh, chartreuse and pink have always been the hot hot ones, but go a little more subdued. Now they have the chartreuse pepper neon, yeah, swimming mullet, and they have the the yeah the pink, well the pink and white. It's I forget what they call the. What the pink shine? A little, yeah, the pink shine, a little more subdued, and I think they are going to be this year's killers. Uh, really, really interesting colors. Yeah, they they well they just want they just want to sell more gulp, and they can't sell more. Of one color so they just keep inventing more <laughs> but, but it still is the job does the job flounders and don't forget the stripers are still here and the gulp does the job on the stripers too yeah and i don't i hope i can get out there on the charters i did pick up my my bonus tags just to make sure we if i do get a chance to get out that we can bring home those 24 inches 26 inches but i don't know it's i got to get this keep this shop going because it's been busy okay. um and, okay. and the big news for you i know is in the next in the ne- within the next two weeks those soft shell crabs are going to start up oh! i'll have all the i'll have all the shedders for bait but comfy got- just loves those soft shells
22: listeners i eat their dave's soft shells are so good i eat them raw almost oh it's raw captain dave do me a favor before we let you go we need a quick sugar report her hair's growing. I heard your is yours is too. Oh.
20: But don't don't let that don't let that bother you. Just tie that in the back and, and you will
22: be the biggest mullet lure there is. Period. Captain Dave, best of Judy. You take care, man. See ya. That'll do it for this week. I'm Rack and Fin Raider. Get out there and enjoy. We're gonna have a week. It's gonna be windy. I uh, understand Sunday is gonna be windy. Go out there and enjoy. God bless America. God bless our troops. Stay safe. See you next week. Rack and Raider.
21: and police could share the sand this weekend. I'm Pam Huso, Fox News. The beaches could get busy as many Americans begin to move past the coronavirus pandemic. Social distancing, which is encouraged across the country, will be enforced in some spots.
14: New guidelines are implemented coast to coast to help keep people safe, socially distanced, and hopefully COVID-free as they get back onto the sand. Now, the name of the game this year will be, no before you go with so many different
21: rules. From town to town, you'll need to check the beach policies. Five is Laura Engel. Houses of worship that have been empty for more than two months could start filling up again this weekend as President Trump labels them essential.
7: These are places that hold our society together and keep our people united. The people are demanding to go to church and synagogue, go to their mosque.
21: The president threatening to override governors who don't allow houses of worship to reopen, although he may not have the authority to do so. Joe Biden is trying to put out a political firestorm. The presumptive Democratic presidential nominee says he would never take the African-American community for granted.
2: Former Vice President Joe Biden says he should not have been so cavalier Friday morning when he told a morning radio show host if African-Americans have a problem figuring out who to vote for, then they're not black. President Trump's campaign was quick to condemn the comments. And South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, the only black Republican in the Senate, said he was struck by the condescension.
21: Fox's Jared Halpern, a shocking twist in Florida where a mother who reported the abduction of her nine-year-old son is now accused of killing him. Patricia Ripley is being held without bond in Miami. On Thursday, she told police two men had kidnapped the autistic child. America's listening to Fox News.
7: At long last, NASCAR has finally returned. And now, the countdown... Coca-Cola 600 has begun.
24: The
7: Coca-Cola 600 live from Charlotte, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Fox. This is the moment when America
18: comes together.
17: And Fox News Channel is with you every step of the way. There
10: are so many uplifting stories, people helping each other.
2: America's best shine brightest when needed the most. The spirit
10: of generosity
2: has been enormous. We took an oath to be here for the public, so we're not going anywhere. We are resilient. Thanks to her citizens, the America we know will come out of this stronger than ever before.
13: America Together, on air and online, only Fox News Channel.
2: The
21: sign on the door may say open for business, but just how much business is actually happening?
14: Many Americans apparently just aren't ready for much public interaction. In a new AP Nork Center poll, only about half who used to go to restaurants, hit the gym, or travel regularly say they'd feel comfortable going back to those things now. And that dips to 42 percent if you ask about concerts, theaters, or sporting events in the next few weeks. There's also a partisan divide, with Republicans more likely than Democrats to venture out, but a big majority in either party is ready to go for a haircut. About two-thirds rate their personal finances as good, even though about half have
21: lost some household income. Lisa Brady, Fox News. Increased testing for the coronavirus could be key to increasing confidence.
3: We've done over 12 million tests in this country, which is unprecedented. We'll do 12 million more just in the coming weeks. We have the testing capacity to get the job done.
21: Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar, who toured a new testing site in Florida yesterday. Free virus testing is being offered by the National Guard in Minnesota over the three-day weekend. Roughly 2,000 samples can be collected per day across six armories statewide. Results will be provided by phone within 48 hours hours that's a phone call you'd want to pick up but I bet you haven't been missing these much
3: robocalls are down the blocking service UMail reports a daily average of 97 million robocalls in the US last month down from 166 million in February the company's CEO says the main reason is the virus outbreak but a lot of these calls originate from large call centers many in India or the Philippines that have been shut down Federal Trade Commission complaints about robocalls have been falling since a peak in late 2018 as blocking technology is installed on more phones. Chris Foster, Fox News.
21: And I'm Pam Pusso, Fox News.
9: WPG Talk Radio 95.5, AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For today, clouds and some
2: sunshine with some showers and a thunderstorm high 73. An evening shower in spots, otherwise clouds tonight's low 54. A bit cooler Sunday with sun and clouds high 61, tomorrow night low 52, and Monday clouds and sun high 70. I'm AccuWeather's Andy Rob on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: The following program is pre-recorded.
23: And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning as we head into an early holiday weekend. I uh, hope and pray that everyone is doing well, that we're coming out the other end of this craziness that we've experienced, something new in our lifetimes, and I, I just pray that everyone is safe and everyone is working towards a goal of, of uh, getting back to some sense of normalcy. But in saying that, my hope is that during this time, when we've had so much of it to have reflection about our lives and what we've been doing and what our, what the important things in our life really are, I'm hoping that that isn't lost. I'm hoping that it's not like I'm holy on Sunday and I'm back to the same old thing on Monday. I'm hoping that we really take the time to reflect um, on what we've been seeing and what we experienced so that we can arrange our priorities in the best way so that we can truly live a life and have a life. I'm, I'm truly hoping that we can uh, stay focused in that and see the important things. I've had so many people tell me how much they've enjoyed spending, uh, The large amount of time with their children and participating in so many things uh, because we get lost in our lives and we get lost in what are the priorities. So many things that are not that important uh, take over our lives. And so often the children and the family, um, I'll use the word as neglected, they get the minimum amount of time. And then we wonder why marriages fail and children don't talk to us and we can't communicate in the correctly, in correct ways. So I'm hoping that we're able, again, to take this time that we've reflected. I've talked to many people who said, oh, I'm thinking differently. I'm looking at life differently. And I'm hoping that absolutely, I believe it's paramount for Our walk of faith. I'm hoping that we've taken time to put God first in our lives in that perspective and put him in the place of honor where he belongs. That is my true hope in everything that has happened and what has been done. And I again, I truly pray and hope that everyone is coming through this safe and sound and healthy, and people that have gotten sick have recovered. And we're working back towards uh, recovery in our economy as well. Let's hope that it doesn't take long for that to come back um, in a a great way. So I think that the program today is very appropriate, um, entitled essentially Faithfulness to the Truth, and how we show our faithfulness to the truth now there's going to be a lot of people say you know what is truth we've heard that a whole lot of times and what i'm talking about is the real truth the reality of the creator and what god has set in place and motion and in motion for us and our lives and for eternity I think that's very, very important. I mean, our existence in, in this fleshly body is, is such a short time. Um, I mean, I'm 66 this year and when I look back at my life, I go, where did it go and how did it go so fast? Unbelievably. And so often the Bible describes men's lives as barely but a mist. You know, so let's take, a ref- let's take some reflection on that. And I don't think we want to let this question slip from our minds very quickly. I think while we're in this time of reflection, I think we need to ca- consider it very carefully. And so let's ask this question, what is the greatest danger to our faith? So, and as we take a moment to reflect on it, I want you to think back to three scriptures that I'm going to share with you. Um, And one of them uh, is in Genesis 6, Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. And there we hear about the dangers of immorality and wickedness of the world, what it poses to the faith of believers at that time before the flood the the flood is like their pandemic except there was no cure there was nothing when the flood came you were either for God and obedient or you were disobedient and as we saw and we see in this text um it was a tiny tiny group that actually survived the flood because everyone else chose to ignore God and continue in their sin, in their wickedness. They had taken wickedness to such a level, such a disgraceful level of what human condition had become and how people had treated each other of having no value whatsoever. And I think there is a certain familiarity to some of this, that people are just meant to be used and be used by those who have the power to use them for whatever their will is, and so it's it's very very heartbreaking to know that we've seen that example, and yet we continue to repeat it, even though God has stepped in at certain times. Excuse me, uh, has te- stepped in in certain times, and I say today this is still a danger to our faith the immorality and the wickedness of the world how you can get lost in it human life in this world has no value other than to be used for someone else's gain and that's that is the way of the world and that is a sad sad thing and I would tell you every day you and I face the allure of sin through so many things through the internet which can be a fantastic teaching tool or it can have the darkest sin of pornography and lust and just such awful things to corrupt our everyone including our children at such young ages uh, it's pushed to on us through movies and television and it is ever increasingly We are experiencing that immorality and wickedness around that, around us. And, um, I would say, uh, I wouldn't think that we would try to convince ourselves that that doesn't happen here in New Jersey. And then somehow our life here is, uh, unspoiled by, uh, sin and we're pure. And come on, we got to step back and be realistic here, friends. We got to really look at ourselves and the world around us with clear eyes, with our open minds and hearts to the reality of what is taking place and not lost and confused and blurred into what the world has put before us as some other kind of morality. And, And I think that's what we're all in danger of when we're not careful. And so the second scripture that we can talk about is in Romans 9, right? And it can go from the verse 30 all the way into the chapter 10, verse 4. And what happens here when you read it is that the Apostle Paul reminds us here of the unbelief that God's people had back during um, their time. Uh, during those ancient times, what God's people were doing. And what they did was they substituted their own, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see here, their own religion for what God had revealed to them. They kept curving off of it. They'd start out, they'd accept it, and before you know it, it would morph into something totally different than what God had told them to do. And they would find themselves in such deep trouble and find themselves being pushed away from God because of their immorality of getting sucked in to what the other nations, who did not follow their God, getting sucked into what the other nations were doing in such horrendous things as killing and sacrificing their children. So, it just breaks my heart. And so generations of God's people, of his people, they appeared to be very zealous for God, and they appeared to be very religious people, right? Um, And they may seem to have followed the commandments in their lives, but they tried to make, make themselves right with God in their own way in their lives. You see that? And that's what we have to be careful of. Once again, that is a great, great danger to our faith as well. I mean, the scriptures make very clear. Jesus says, look, if you love me, and we say we love God, we love you, Jesus, we would do like Peter. I would die for you, Jesus. That's what Peter says. I will die for you. I will die next to you. But yet, He denied him three times when he had the opportunity to say, I'm one of them. Yes, I am one of the followers. No, I do not know that man. And so we are in very, very, very danger of falling into the same trap.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5